Welcome to True Life Not Doritos live podcast. This is our first live show, and we're happy to be here. It's B Lion, which you're listening to, and of course, Josh Jack. Hey, everybody. How you doing out there? There's no one listening right now, but if you want to, if you're kind enough, if you want to troll us, you want to say any questions, you want to maybe request a live prank call, if you want to tell us to go fuck ourselves, please do. Please do. What? Can they call in? They can call in. I have. Uh, we both have Google Voice numbers, but I guess we'll wait. It says right now, I think you, there's no one in the chat room right now, so... 497 subscribers and not a single soul. <laughs> mm. Well, listen, so last night, uh, the key people posted to tell you what happened. Um, we were, mm. You and I were supposed to do an episode of the True Life Not Doritos, which we're doing now. And it got you had to go to the doctors at uh, 7 o'clock at night. Yep. And so I, I, I contact. Oh, yeah. So I had this guest plan. I posted that on craigslist i post this ad every once in a while looking for a wacky guest mainly for my podcast and this woman wrote me she said she was the female howard stern she sent me a picture of herself she's pretty old looking no offense i mean she's like in her 50s maybe 60s she goes by a stage name and she pretty much said that she does comedy blues songs and she had topics planned and everything so i told her i said well uh, uh, this guy and i do a podcast on monday night can i call you at nine and she was kind of saying, um, am I going to get paid? And I thought she was joking. And I think she was serious because she asked like two or three times. And I said, well, I don't get paid and stuff. And Damn. Like, yeah. So I, I contacted Nick because I knew you weren't going to be able to do this show because I didn't hear back from you. And Nick, mm-hmm. oh, so Nick brought on this guy called the Wacky Voice Guy. He was a friend of his. He was making fun of Derek. <laughs> it was actually really funny. Last night would have been the perfect night to do the uh, BJED show if we were still doing it because... It would have just been this guy just making fun of Derek, and it would have been they would have they would have been going back and forth. It would have been pretty fucking cool. Damn. Um, so instead, yeah, you know, and if they didn't, I guess listeners to the podcast are a little familiar with the BJED show. It was a show, a very short-lived show we did for two episodes. Had some other people on the show. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it didn't quite work out. Nah, it didn't work out. I mean, it could have, but listen, it's maybe it's for the best. Things do happen for a reason. Everyone's still doing a show, so I guess everyone wins in the end. So, uh, yeah, so that's what happened. So Nick, uh, the wacky voice guy, and I, we did like a 47-minute podcast. It was the first live one I did. And, uh, yeah, we pretty much, uh, I did a live prank phone call to 7-Eleven, which actually turned out to be pretty good. Only problem was they couldn't hear it, because, you know, I put my speaker to my microphone. You can't really hear it. Yeah. Uh, but I did order, I I have a mixer I bought like 11 years ago, I never used it, I bought this cheap XOR mic, it's, it should be coming Friday, I don't know how to set up the in and out and all that shit, I have to look it up, but if it... Yeah, I, I, I kind of sort of know how to do that. Yeah, um, but what I'm trying to do is... It's all tech support off the show. Yeah, well we have a tech podcast, maybe we could talk about that, but... Uh, right. But what I was trying to do was, you know, it's for the show so we could ever hear guests. If we do have guests on, which we usually don't, or if we do prank phone calls, the other person can hear it instead of me, you know, holding up a speaker. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. So, so I assume we're going long tonight. Four hours? Oh, uh, no. Nah. If I didn't have work. I mean, I was thinking about this, I think, a few weeks ago. I was like, I know you didn't know this, but I was like, why? I didn't have, I was unemployed all year and, uh. 
you know, you never said anything about doing a podcast. And then once I started working full time, <laughs> I was thinking about it the whole, you know, I was thinking about it and I'm like, what should I do? We should take advantage of this. And, uh, I was too stupid to think about this at the time. Yeah, it's fine. But it's like, it's just like everything else in life. It's like, usually that's for most people. It's like when you have money and you're working, you usually don't have time to hang out with people. But then when you're unemployed, you're kind of broke and so you don't, you can't really hang out with people. So it just seems like in life, either way, you're screwed because it's life. Yeah, we should have a depressed podcast where we just talk about how much life sucks. <laughs> yep, true life. All right, sucks. not a great idea. But are we doing? Let me ask you something. Are we doing the uh, segments here, the short, uh, the podcasts as yeah. well? Or are we... Okay. Yeah, we could do that. Um... So you said all the episodes have been approved by iTunes, all of them? Yes. Oh, that's exciting. I I haven't looked at them yet, and uh, I hope at least one of these somebody pays attention to, but I know that's asking for too much. We got to get a viral marketing campaign going or some <laughs> shit. You know, uh, you can check them all out. Do you want me to name the show so people can check them out real quick? Uh, yeah, I'm on the Facebook thing right now. So I said this last night. On when I was doing the Nick thing, I told him all the shows, but I'll do it one more time. We have the Making Friends is Hard podcast, uh, Poop Stories, Give It Up on Sex, uh, Fun Education Tech Lessons, Get Hobby Screw Boredom, Help Yourself, which, uh, YO, um, TV and Movie Experts, Crazy Tech News, and then we have Jesus, uh, Oh Jesus, with exclamation point. Tools podcast, marketing podcast, market yourself, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's the tools one called? Is it just called it's tools? It's called Tools Talking Tools. Tools Talking Tools. I like that one. And the Performing Arts podcast. So what's that one called? That one is called Performance Anxiety. I Sorry. hope that none of these shows, uh, these show titles are already taken. Huh. If so, we'll either have to change the names or uh, bully these other people until they give up their shows. Well, actually, I don't think that I don't think it matters because I was I when I started Josh Cast, I googled it as one word. Nothing came up. So, and then now when you go on iTunes, there's this uh, there's like a there's like three other guys that have the name Josh Cast. One of them still does shows every week, and I try to listen to his show, and it won't even load. I guess I have to go to his website or something, which I refuse to do. And this other this other this other guy put up a um, it's called the Steve and Josh Cast show. They only put up one episode. And I'm like, what a bunch of dicks. They did one episode, and I'm not sure if they quit because they saw my name or, or whatever. So I'm like, what's the point of doing that? What's the point of doing one episode? And then, you know, you just have the same name as somebody, and you just fucking give up, you know? We got to report them to iTunes and get that shit pulled down. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. So, yeah, just so um, so as far as Josh Cast goes, if you type it in, there's like three or four other shows. One guy who does a show every... He only does like an eight-minute episode. He's got nothing. It's like, go fuck yourself, mm. dude. I do... I do fucking over an hour a week myself without any guests or... Dude, that's like one of our sub-podcasts. Yeah. It's eight minutes or so. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we could do that tonight since... Because I don't think we have anything uh, planned. Actually, well, here's the problem. I was going to call that... So, I called that woman last night twice. Sophie, her stage name is. And it was weird. She didn't pick up, so I left a voicemail... Originally, I sent her a text message, and that, and then uh, 
when I turned when I went up for work this morning, she left me. A, I called for my Google Voice number, and I think I called you by the way too. I think when you texted me from the Google Voice, you were like hey, you said hi, who's this? That was me calling you from Google Voice. Oh, uh, the one that came up as like Bristol or something. Oh, I, that, I don't know if it's Bristol, but yeah, yeah, but it said hi. It said hi, who's this? Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, I got that number so, there. So. Yeah, so I called you last night. So, yeah, she left me a Google voice, and, and I can't tell if this woman's serious or joking. You know, she was like, hi, I'm not sure who this is, but uh, you can next time you call back, I'll pick up. So I think she's just, like, joking or something. But uh, I could try to call her, but the only problem is, even if I hold my speaker to the microphone, you're not going to be able to hear her. So maybe if I can get – so maybe we'll save that for next week because uh, – I'll try. Is to... there? I got a question. Um, is there a way we could get her in on this uh, this call? Like, uh, get her in as like a three way phone call. I don't think she has Skype, or, and I can't. She's one of those people that always jokes around. I guess so. so I don't think it's gonna. You know. I mean, we could do an interview. We could say it's our uh, yeah. phone call interview. But she wants to get. She wants to get paid. Apparently, so. Well. We could pay her in the... Uh, we'll pay her through uh, cock. With cock. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's the only thing... And for sexual harassment. That's the only thing women want, right? They don't want money or cars or anything. They just want cock. Isn't that right? I mean, that's my experience. Yeah. Not not, they don't want my cock, but... Uh, <laughs> they want a nice, handsome fella. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So anyways, I would call her, like I said. But you know what? Like I said, I'll be hopefully Friday. I'll get this. I think it's supposed to be delivered Friday to my house. This microphone, and then I'll play with it on the weekend. And then if I can get it working, then maybe we're we can actually start taking this podcasting to the next level with wacky guests and such and all that. Hell yeah. Yeah. When we get this thing going. Now, do you find that you're preoccupied with, like, the number of uh, viewers and, and listeners right now? No, I mean, I, I'm on the Facebook Live page, and pretty much I have it paused, and I click on it every couple seconds. And as far as the live chat goes, like I said, there's zero people in there, and I don't think we're going to have any people. So this is a live show that nobody can actually listen or watch right now? Well, they no, they can, but they're not going to, I'm saying. I don't. I don't think they're going. Well, it sounded like you said it was paused. So any, anyway, no, no, no. I, I said I have it on my. It, it's going right now. It's live streaming. You go to Josh Jack YouTube channel if you want to see it, but you got to mute it because it will start playing. Right. And pretty much what I'm saying is I have it queued up, so I'm trying to play it to see if any listeners would go into the room or any members, but um. You know, I do it every minute or two and nothing's happened. No one's coming in, so that's what I'm saying. So when you talk about how much your show sucks, is it a comedic bit or is it a, a true statement? I think it's true. I think it's true just because, I mean, it's like I, I think the show's decent. I think it would be better if I had guests on. It's just uh, more of, you know, people don't want to do it. Like I said, people think I'm trying to set them up or... They don't want to be involved with me, or they think I'm going to burn them a bridge. And even people who don't do comedy anymore are afraid to do the show. It's just weird. Like, it's like someone like Darren, who's like, he, like he does stand up, but it's not his main passion. Even he admits that. You know, he's like he wants to just more do acted and directed. You know, and even he doesn't want to. And he doesn't have to, but even he freaks out about it. like he smokes that weed shit. And he's paranoid, and he's like, 
he thinks I'm trying to get him to, you know, I don't know. Speaking of, I just want to say this real quick. I hate to, I feel like I keep interrupting your flow. Here, I don't care. But, um, weed, all that stuff, I, I decided, not that the listener cares, but I'm done with all that shit. Really? I'm done smoking, I'm done drinking, I'm done the cough syrup, all that stuff. No, wait, wait a so minute. So, we going to do... that'll lead to a better show, not a worse show. I think the opposite. How are we going to do a show if you're not on this stuff? <laughs> I don't know. That was a real fear, actually. Oh, so is that the doctor's appointment you had last night? Is that the... No, so, all right. So, actually, I'm glad you brought that up. It's, it's actually really pathetic. How's your prostate? So, what happened was, I, um, I went downstairs, and uh, I didn't have a shirt on. So, uh, Inam, former person, former part of the bed show, my girlfriend, uh, or BGA, BGA Wait, show. so is the bed show over? No, the bed show is not over. However, uh, we didn't do it the last two weeks because someone on the show refuses to get a ride over to our place and also doesn't have an internet connection. So there was no way to do a show with him. Was, that, was he out of voices too? <laughs> That'll never happen. Okay. There will always be a new voice. Whether it's uh, whether it's good or bad, there will always yeah. be a new voice. Uh, I actually feel like I'm kind of doing a voice right now, a bit of a radio voice, and I, I don't know what it sounds like. But so we the problem is too when we don't do a show, uh-huh. at least with that show, we actually dump subscribers. Like we get less people listening when there's not a week with a show. Wait, how do you know that? Um, I look at Feedburner. Oh. Uh, it has like all the pod, a lot of the podcast stats. Oh, I see. And so it'll say. I don't know how accurate it is how accurate it is, but uh, yeah, it seemed like subscribers are going down. So the reason, so that's the reason there haven't been new episodes with that. Uh, now the deal with the doctor last night was I went downstairs and Inam was looking at my back and she's like, "Whoa, what the hell." And she took a picture, and I had, like, these weird, like, rashes or marks on my back. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I didn't want to go to the doctors. I'm like, this is stupid. I hate going to the doctors. But she's like, you got to go. So I, I decided to go. And uh, it turns out all it was was bruises because I just – you know how bears kind of lean up against the tree and, and to, like, scratch their back, like, move back and left and right horizontally? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? So I was doing the same thing, uh, like an animal, on uh, the corner of a doorway in my house. And I guess I was doing it so hard that I made bruises on my back. So the doctor's like, whatever, that's not a big deal. But then, embarrassingly, I'm sitting uh, I'm sitting on the you know doctor's table with my fucking fat tits hanging out. Huh. And... Uh, He's like, what's up with all these pimples? And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, he's like, yeah, you have a really bad uh, form of, I forget, it had a horrible name. He's like, you have really bad pimples. You need to take this medicine. So it turned out just uh, just like one of the more embarrassing doctor's appointments that I've had. So that oh. was it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was the whole reason. Nice. Yeah, so, so I'm not going to do that show anymore. Oh, so the BD show, you say it is over or it's not over? No, so it's not over. We've had a real issue with this guest. Um, 
what we were going to try and do was do a three-hour show. Yeah. Uh, now, we've recorded a lot of episodes from uh, the car. We just do like a phone recording, super, super simple, just in my car. I drive down to his place because he doesn't have a car uh, and he doesn't have the internet. Uh, but usually it's like 30 minutes to an hour. This time we we're going to do an, a three-hour show. We wanted to just go for it. I said it as a joke. I said it as a joke, but he's like, you know what, let's try it. Inam was like, let's try it. So I'm like, all right, we'll give it a try. But I was like, I don't want to sit in the car for three hours and record a podcast. Let's do it over at my place. Um, so I'm like, all right, can you get a ride over here? And he said, no, there's no way I could do it. Um, this has been a problem. Never been able to get him to get a ride down here. So that's the issue. Um, so probably not going to be doing any long podcasts with him because uh, the guy, until he can afford a Corvette, he's not going to buy a car. Hmm. That's not a joke. Well, yeah. I don't know, maybe. Does he have Skype and all that stuff? No, he doesn't even have the internet. Oh, cool. I'm like, dude, how are you connected to this world without the internet? Like... Like yeah. he, gets, he gets the internet from the library, so he's got a. So I don't know what his porn situation is, but uh, it's got to be brutal. Yeah, I don't Sounds know if he's. Like I doubt he's going to sex shops. Um, just doesn't seem like that kind of guy. How about you? Are you a sex shop type of guy? Uh, I think the only store uh, place I ever been into was. Uh... It wasn't even a sex shop, really. You know, it's, like, really popular. It's called Condom Kingdom on South Street. Oh, I've heard of the place. Yeah. Never been there, but I've heard of it. Yeah, so it's, like, I've been there before, you know. But it's, like, I went there, like, with this girl I used to be friends with. And I really didn't care. It wasn't like I was excited or anything. But I could care less, you know. You Do you know. feel weird in there? Do you feel, like, self-conscious? Uh, well, I was only in there once, and actually, I I embraced it. Like I, I was like this this girl was looking around for bachelor part bachelorette party stuff, and I was I was talking to her, like I was messing around with her. I was like, hey, uh, you find everything okay? Like I like I worked there and stuff, and she was <laughs> I was just joking around. I think I would just joke around with. It. I wouldn't be ashamed or anything. Yeah. Sorry, my fucking mom had to text me while we were talking about sex shops. That's always great. Oh, yeah? She just, so she's, your parents are like mine now? They're going to text you just to... <laughs> you know what? I'm going to cut my cellular off so that uh, they can't interrupt. There oh, we go. Oh, it's up to you. There we go. We're good. I'm checking out the podcast right now. Uh, some of these uh, titles are pretty pretty snazzy looking these uh logos oh you're looking at them yeah i like them. i uh i was very insecure about them because a lot of them i just used uh microsoft paint oh. to put them together and then some apps on my phone That's and cool. uh you know to if they suck a lot or if you've got some better uh no. covers for them go for it no fine whatever the way it is i'm just checking them out right now naked friends is hard looking at that right now which one do you like if i if i uh, indulge myself uh i thought the tools i looked at the tools one and that was cool uh, 
and what else what I just saw the uh, the market yourself one I thought was cool now what's the name of the performing arts one I know I asked that already but the performing arts one is performance anxiety all right I'll check that one out right now and yeah but I don't have a, I'm not gonna ask you to do any of these over or I'm not gonna do anything I just wanted to see them because I I didn't get it I never I didn't notice I didn't know what the if the titles were gonna be the same thing I look at the performance anxiety looks pretty good I did a lot of those with my phone. Um, no, now, the dedicated. one that I did change, I switched the title around slightly. You, yeah, there's the show Get Hobby, Screw Boredom. It's now it's Screw Boredom, Get Hobbies. Okay. Um, I just switched the order. I hope that doesn't offend you. Nope. Uh, screw Hobbies, Get Boredom. Screw Boredom, Get Hobbies. Oh. Okay. That would be kind of stupid if I called <laughs> it Screw Hobbies, Get Boredom. <laughs> yeah well I, they say there's no such thing as a dumb question but I ask a lot of dumb questions yeah I was wondering that about teachers Why not just teachers even at, my, even at my old job I would ask this guy a question who said that and he would look at me like this guy's a fucking uh, idiot yeah was he a manager of yours yeah oh so by the way I uh, so I was working this uh, job I was telling you about this labor job and uh it was really burning me out, you know, and I got called for this temp agency last Thursday. They're like, are you, I did a Skype interview at my current job, like while I was waiting at the post office to pick up the mail. Oh, with, nice. With this company like a few weeks ago, and they're like, are you working? I just lied and said no. So I, uh, this lady called me up, she's like, I have a job offer for you, uh, are you working? I said no. And we're like, I am, I'm at my lunch break. And she's like... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's in this office building in Center City, and it's like it's like the same pay, but it's an office mm-hmm. building, and ours is a little bit different, and it's like forty five minutes less of a commute. She's like, "Do you want the job?" I go, "Sure." So Friday, um, so um, I'm thinking to myself, "How can I? What should I say to my boss?" I'm googling stuff like about quitting without two weeks' notice. And as a matter of fact, yeah. wait, let's let's do a topic right here. There's got to be one we could do right here. Let's sure. See. Tools marketed. Forward arts, making friends is hard, poop stories, giving up with sex, fun education. Uh, I'm not sure which category this would go under, me talking about quitting a job. Hmm. Uh, would it go under market yourself? Because you were sort of... Yeah. Alright, so we do episode two of market yourself. Okay. Alright, so welcome to episode two of Market Yourself. I'm Josh Jack with B Lion. B Lion. And yeah. I want to talk about something I did recently. I recently marketed myself, even though I burned the bridge with my former employee. Now, this is a good topic because uh, this was inspired by something <laughs> you did, except I did it differently. For those who don't know, uh, B Lion had a job. I'm not sure how long ago it was, and he just stopped showing up. He didn't give, yes, he, I did. He didn't give them two weeks' notice. He just stopped showing up, and he just uh, voluntary, voluntarily quit slash got fired. Uh, how long ago was that, by the way? That was about um, eight months ago. Wait, let me think. Uh, December. No, no, no. Uh, ten months ago. February. Ten months ago. So he even knows the date. That's how proud he is, folks. Yeah. So... Uh, so basically, uh, I was not happy with my job to get into it. Uh, pretty much, uh, it was lots of, it was a short staff. So there's two male centers. It was at a college university 
and we only had four main people and I was one of the main people. So it's tons of packages for college students and lots of mail for faculty. We got to sort this stuff. I had to go to the post office. They weren't giving me a lunch break, la la. So I got another job offer on uh, Thursday. I did a job interview and it turns out this place is 45 minutes closer, uh, less of a commute. So I get extra hours sleep in the mornings. I was getting up 545 in the morning. Uh, which is insane for a person who does comedy and who stays up late like a weirdo. And oh, that was a loud vibrate, dude. God damn it! It's okay. It's all right. See, he's marketing himself right now. He's getting so the the podcast is on iTunes. We're getting lots of messages from people who want to learn how to market himself. This is good. So, yes. uh, so pretty much, uh, I did not give my employer two weeks notice. So it's pretty crappy what I did. So for, I did my full week last week, and I knew I was going to quit. So I'm thinking, should I text my boss and tell him I broke my ankle? You know, because like, if I, imagine if I text you, you're my boss, and I say, hey, dude, I broke my ankle really bad. I'm going to be out of work in two months. I'm sorry. I have to quit. But then I yeah. thought to myself, well, what if he says, well, I can pick you up, and you can still come to work and just, you know, just sit down and do some stuff around the center, you know, like. And then, like, what am I going to say? Like, oh, no, I, I don't want to do that. Or he might ask me for a picture, you know, or something. So I was honest. I texted him. And I texted him. This is shitty. The shift starts at 8. I texted him, like, 7.35, 7.40. I went, hey, um, I'm really sorry to do this. Uh, but pretty much I, I got a better job offer. Uh, it was not my intention to quit like this without two weeks' notice. I know it's really shitty. But my employer gave me no choice. They said that I have to start Monday or I would lose this opportunity. And I'm really sorry. And I'm sorry. It was great working with you guys. Take care. So, yeah. And it's a short staff of people. So that's why it was shitty. So he didn't text me back. But I did get a call from the corporate office while I was at my other job. And they left a voicemail. But And I, I contacted the woman back. Why? And I said, I'm at my lunch break in my new job if you want to... Uh, if you want to talk, call me, but I can't talk after one. And she never called back. I guess she was going to – she left a voicemail saying, hey, you sent him a text message. I want to ask you some questions. But she probably thought maybe it was a joke or maybe it wasn't like to, to be true, but it was. And then when she found out I was at my other job. So there's not – but what can they do though, you know? Nothing. I mean unless you put – so basically the situation I ran into was that I was told that if – I uh, tried to apply for another job, and I decided to use them as a reference. They could, you know, say that I the way that I quit. So that's the only thing they could do. It's not like, you know, is there anything you were worried that they were going to do? No, I wasn't worried at all. I mean, I just I really did feel bad because even though the job like was, it was a short staff, and you know they they didn't care if you got a lunch break. They were just. All they cared about was getting the work done. I was grateful for the job because it was full-time, no nights, no weekends. And I was able to pay, you know, but I took that job to mainly pay off my credit card debt, which I was able to do. But it was more like just how I did it. And I didn't feel terrible, but I did feel like a dick. But you know what? A a sick part of me was like, I actually find this excited for some reason. (laughs) Like screwing them over, you know? Like I did kind of like was like... Because, uh, you know, as long as I have income, which I do, like I started this job yesterday, this new job, and it's like 75% less work. It's incredible. It's like the opposite of this job. It's like, you know, so I marketed myself 
by pretty much doing an interview at um at work what you know in, in the company van which they can't there was no logo in the company van while i was waiting for the mail at the post office and i got myself a better opportunity so there are better opportunities out there if you learn how to market yourself market yourself that's uh, so your advice would be while you're at your job look for better opportunities yeah my advice is that you know you could always look for other jobs. Like well, the whole time I was working at this place, it wasn't miserable, but there were days where, because not to get into the whole board detail of it, uh, the one of the worst parts about the job was I had to drive this van to the post office, and it's in West Philly, and sometimes the post office would take an hour to get the mail ready because they had to get the other mail ready. So I'm sitting there waiting around, and then they give you two giant tubs of mail, sometimes two, sometimes three, sometimes four, and I'm by myself. I have to put these bins on the floor. And sort through the everything, packages, mail. It's miserable. And then you got to load all that shit in a van, then unload it, then drive to the other mail center. You have to wait for all these college kids to run by. You have to fucking push this cart all the way up the stairs, go in the mail center, scan all these packages. It was miserable. And the whole time I was working there, I was looking for other jobs. I was on Craigslist. I was at Indeed. And that's how I was able to find this opportunity. So if you have a job, let's say you don't like... You can quit absolutely like we did uh, very, without two weeks' notice, but you can also stay and just keep looking for other jobs. You know, Just like take a, a half an hour a day and look every day for better opportunities. Market yourself. Market yourself. I like it. Uh, now, do you have any special procedures when you say when you – did you actually get hired to this job without even uh, doing an in-person interview? Yes, uh, so pretty much uh, the woman contacted me, and she said, uh, would you like to meet in person, or would you like to do a Skype interview? So I'm thinking, well, I, I, you know, I was working at the time. I can't do a Skype interview because, you know, I mean, I, I couldn't do an in-person interview because I'm only in West Philly, and this interview is in Center City. So I said, yo, Skype would be great. She goes, okay, what time? I picked the time. I knew I was going to be at the post office waiting around for the mail. So mm-hmm. I did the Skype interview at work, like I said, in the van. And it was about a 10-minute, five-minute interview, not even. And then, uh, you know, that was that. So I, I didn't even have to meet them in person. And then two, three years later, I said, okay, if we, it's like a temp agency. So like, okay, what kind of jobs? I told them what kind of work I'm looking for. And they said, okay, if anything opens up, I'll let you know. So I'm thinking, okay, they're not gonna, maybe it was a scam. Maybe it was, and then sure enough, they just found me a, a better opportunity. And they didn't even, I didn't have to interview for it. They just recommended me and I, they said, do you want it? I said, yeah, that was it. Now, did you have any worries that it would fall through? Well, I thought about that. I was thinking, like, wouldn't that be funny if, like, I just t- sent a guy a text message and I show up to the new job and it was, like, a scam or something or it wasn't like that, you know, that I, that I lost the other job. But I was going to quit this other job, like, after the holidays anyway. I was going to work there. It's like, I guess they said it gets really busy in January. I was going to work there just in January to help them out. They put my two weeks in. They say, yeah, my brother-in-law got me a job or something. So I was going to quit anyways, but I was going to give them two weeks' notice. But here's the thing. This is what I want to close the show out with because we do these mini-episodes about marketing wow. yourself. This is Josh Jack, by the way, with B. Lion. Um, right. I might end the show. I was just, I thought it would be cool to do that throughout each mini-episode. Okay. I so, I, I googled how to quit a job without two weeks' notice, and I read all the threads. One person said, this woman I uh, wrote on Yahoo, 
something like, you know, you know the Yahoo thread. She wrote something like, I was really miserable with my job, and I wanted to just quit. So she was really nervous. She called her boss up. Now, I sent this guy a text message. She actually told her boss over the phone, and he got pissed and said, wow, I thought this would be a really great opportunity, and he hung up on her. But other people were saying, listen, you know, if you want to quit your job without two weeks notice, it's shitty. You'll burn a bridge, but you're not a slave. You can leave anytime you want. And then this other guy who was an employer said that this guy quit on him without two weeks notice, and he was pissed. He said, I think this, he saw the guy somewhere, and the guy tried to talk to him like, like a buddy. Like, hey, how you been? And he just, he talked to him, but in the head he was like, you know, like, I don't like the guy. So you will burn a bridge, but the question is, are you okay with burning bridges? I am. Right. Would you say that that's good advice for people who uh, want to market themselves and take new opportunities uh, to not be? Well, I would say that you shouldn't burn bridges, but I'm one of the rare few who doesn't mind burning bridges only because, number one, this company that I used to work for was – it was it was way out, you know, at a college university, and you know, it's like I'm not going to run into those people anywhere because they're they're working all the time, and they're another part of the city that I never go to. And it's like, look, I mean, what what can the person do? It's like I've went to it. Last year, I there was a few interviews I didn't even show up to. I didn't even bother to call. I just didn't show up. And my sister was like, "That's really unprofessional." I'm like, "What are they going to do? Write a Yelp review about me?" I mean, they would have to be really, you know, mad at you to go, this guy's a piece of crap. He didn't show up. So it's like there's nothing you can, they can do about it. So I would say don't burn, try not to burn a bridge. But if, but if you feel like the company is screwing you, you know, which I thought, like, as far as like, okay, we don't care if this guy gets a lunch break. We're going to make him do extra stuff because it's a small staff, all this other shit. Then listen. You know, don't be afraid to fucking uh, take extra lunch breaks. Don't be afraid to quit without two weeks' notice. I mean, there's nothing they can do about it. Now, with this new job, how many hours are you working? It's the same. It's the same except it's different. So I'm still working forty hours a week, except, um, like I said, I don't got to take this long bus ride to get there. So it's like forty five minutes less than commute. So I get home only like a half an hour early than usual. But it's such it's so easy to get to work and back. It's just, and I get an extra hour of sleep. So, it's great. Nice. Yeah. I like now, it. Do you have any any final thoughts about what we talked about? Or just any thoughts in general about the second episode of Wrap It Up Here for Marking Yourself? Sure. So, um, I guess I'll have to think of some, some other, you know, topics about this. Do you want to do a follow-up on this in a few in the next episode, or do you want to move on to other uh, types of marketing? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess we could just see where it takes us. Yeah. Um, okay, one last question. In terms of finding new jobs, yes. did you find this job through Indeed, or did you find it through Craigslist or some other source? Because I know you said you were using a few different ones. Oh, I found it from Indeed. So I just applied for it. I didn't realize it was a temp agency. And they offered me a job, but it was only a weekend job. And I said, oh, I'm looking for something full-time. So they asked me what I was looking for. And I told them I'm looking for full-time. Um, I'm looking for this type of job, that type of job. And they said, and I said it has to be near public transportation because I don't have a car. That's why it's so hard for me to find work. And they said, we'll see what, we, what they could do. And I ended up getting it. So, All right. 
So yeah, that's all I can think of as far as uh, this week on market yourself. All Any right. Last word from yourself. Oh, uh, the only thing I want to say is uh, uh, for the second episode, is anybody have any questions or comments? If you're stuck at a job and you want advice or you just want to make a comment about the show or suggestion for a title, you could, uh, you know, it's good. this is going to be on iTunes uh, eventually. I mean, this is going to be on YouTube once, uh, probably later this week, but uh, it's going to be up on YouTube the time you hear this. So you can email brian.lemin at gmail.com and uh, get back to us. But in the meantime, this has been another installment of Market Yourself. Oh, yeah. All right. So what else can we do here? Fantastic. Are we planning to do an episode of each one of our mini podcasts? It looks like we have about almost – we have – 13 different, uh, or 12 different shows besides this, uh, True yeah. Light Not Doritos. Yeah, so, uh, we can do, we try to do as much as we can tonight. I mean, I don't have sure. any things. Um, so, let's do the make, making friends is hard thing. Sure. I'll, I'll make up something randomly and we'll go from there. So, welcome to the second episode of the Making Friends is Hard podcast. This is Josh Jack with... Be Lion. That's me. That's him. Be Lion. So <laughs> yeah, the first episode, uh, I we opened up quite a bit about past friendships and and such like that, and you know why it's hard to keep friends. But I wanted to start out by the title of the show: "Making Friends Is Hard." The older you get, the harder it is to make friends. And I'm a 31 year old uh, child. I would man child. I would say. Hard, it's hard to call myself a man, it really is. But uh, feel the same way. Yeah, and you know, I, I used to like, you know, this website Craigslist, for example. It's like people don't use as much as they used to. It used to be like really happening. But when I was on there in my twenties, I would get replies from almost any ad I posted. You know, like, hey, let's go to bars, let's drink, let's play board games, let's. Uh, Let's do this and that. Now that I'm 31, I think people now look at my age, and it's mostly people in their 20s. They're like, oh, this guy's 31. Like, I, it's kind of funny. Like, I go out to bars, and sometimes I'll see people my age or older, and I'm like, oh, this is an older crowd. And I realize I am part of the older crowd. So, you know, as you get older, making friends is actually, uh, it actually gets harder because, you know, it's like, uh, well, it depends on your situation. You know, it depends. Like, you know, most people you work with are really old. Or they're really young. It's hard to find people in the middle. But what is your experience with that? Do you feel like... Well, you're still a young guy. You're still in your mid-20s. But do you feel that uh, it's harder to make friends uh, the older you get? or I think it's harder to make friends... I'm sorry. Did you have another part to that question? No, go ahead. I find that it's harder to make friends uh, now that I'm a little bit older because... Well, when I worked... When I worked at a uh, retail store, uh, I got had like a, a bit more of a social life. Now that I don't have like any activities and stuff like that that I really do, it is harder. I would say that um, if you have it, if there's anything you do regularly, say like um, there's Meetup.com with a bunch of different, uh, say it's like karaoke or like a trivia meetup or 
you know, some people do board games, stuff like that. I think that that could be um, another decent outlet. Uh, I will say that uh, being sober is definitely an impediment to making friends, I think. Like, if you can go to a bar and and uh, drink with some people, get to know them that way, I think that's a potential way to uh, make friends. I know a lot of people who play, like, online games uh, make some friends through there. But myself, since I'm pretty lazy, not putting myself out there, uh, I do find that it's difficult. And uh, definitely think when I was in high school, I was, you know, I was like a, a loner a lot of the time, but it was still a lot easier to make friends. Now, I, I agree with that, but come to think of it, I realized, do you think it's easier to make friends in high school because we're pretty much stuck together for like eight hours a day in this school? Yes, um, and that's why I also felt like work was kind of helpful in that way. If you're stuck with people all the time, it gives you some time to be around people and, uh, you know, because you're forced to be with, so you kind of want to get along with them unless they're just total assholes that it's not conducive to become friends with. Have you ever made friends through work or tried to? Yes, I have. Here's the, the closest I ever got was when I worked at the, uh, this government job I had. There was this girl who worked there who was celebrating her birthday, and she invited me and a couple other co-workers out and we celebrated her birthday so we actually hung out outside of work and then there was also two times where i did comedy at this place you know comedy cabaret uh two of these guys wanted to see me do comedy so they came out to support me and i hung out with this other guy wants to meet chicks whatever so that job was probably the most but it's weird it was just like it was just temporary sprouts of just hanging out it was like we weren't really friends it was like we're co-workers and such, but uh, as far when I was, you know, the weird thing is when I was in my early twenties, I really wanted to make friends. I really did. Like at, at work, I was like, "This is great. I can make friends." And I wouldn't ask people for their number, but I would try to say, "Hey, let's hang out." And uh, you know, people, you know, some people are busy, and some people just don't want to hang out with you. And then as I got older, not to say old, but you know, my mid twenties, I realized I don't care anymore about making friends. Like I just want to get paid and get my check and just. You know, I want to get along with the people I work with, but I, you know, I'm not gonna. I've had people at my job ask me for my number and go, "Yeah, we gotta hang out sometime." Like when I'm getting, because I've mostly had seasonal jobs, you know. Mm-hmm. So people were like, "Oh, your last day." They're like, "Yeah, let's keep in touch, man. Yeah, we'll hang out sometime." And they're just saying it to be cool, you know. Like we're not gonna hang out. So my from work experience, I haven't really made any uh, friends I can do a podcast with, like you did or anything like that. But, uh, yeah. Okay. So, so let me ask you this then. Um, you said that age, you think, factors into that. Do you feel like people who are your age seem to have grown up? Because I know you said you kind of see yourself as a bit of a man-child. Do you feel like they have, they're too, like, they have kids or, like, they're trying to be what a so-called adult is and that kind of alienates you from them? Well, no. I mean, I'm t- I was just talking about if I go to a bar or something and I see like people in their 30s, but I don't know. Every generation changes, and it's like you know, uh, you know, I, I, when I go out, I re- I realize, you know, that like everything changes. Like girls are different now. Like when I go out, it used to be really easy to dance with them, but now it's I don't even try to dance with them anymore. We can save that for another podcast. 
uh, category we have. You know what I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> every <laughs> everything's changed, you know, and it's like uh, you know every generation changes. But I feel that um, you know as far as just making friends in general, like whatever when it's on a website or whatever, it's like most people, like I said, just feel like they have their I guess you know phones technology take place in this too you know who needs who needs friends when you have a phone you have a you have a phone that can you can watch movies with and you have you know you can talk to people have a, it's pretty much a computer and you know we got all these gadgets and distractions uh you know i don't know i think that that definitely factors into making friends too i think that they they did a study uh and they said something like uh most people, you know, they do a study like, oh, these high school kids spend like, whatever, twenty, like at least two days of their life a week on a phone or something like that. So, that factors into people being social, and that factors into people making friends as well. Do you, um, in terms of being friends with people, do you feel like, uh, are you saying that it makes it harder to become friends with people because everybody's so obsessed with their technology now? No, I think it's a factor. I mean, I think it's part of the reason. Not for everybody, but certain people. Like, certain people probably don't realize how much time they're spending, you know? Like, look at us. We're doing this podcast stuff. And we, we should be out somewhere doing a salsa lesson or something, you know? Or do it, doing some jokes, you know? this is. Uh, but still, I don't know. I feel like uh, certain people are just... It's just easy now to distract yourself. We have so much stuff to just take your mind off it people probably don't even realize that they're like lonely or anything it's just like ah whatever when i was lonely when i was younger i was going to chat rooms and i was going to chat rooms i was i was you know make myself laugh i was trolling people like i was you know saying racist stuff and getting (laughs) getting banned from like aol chat rooms and stuff like that i would go to the martin luther king chat room and say you know the N word over and over. And I would get oh, death. Th- I would get death threats from people. And then Yahoo chat room had this microphone thing. It was so cool, where you could talk with the microphone. And I would go to the karaoke room and step over people's song. And I would go to this little kids room and pretend I was a pedophile. And at the time, oh, I thought I was just in my head, like you know, just so cool. But I realized you're a loser. You know, it took years to realize you're a loser, man. You know, you're making people laugh and stuff, but, you know, other people your age and another, my parents didn't want to help me go to college. So, you know, I was 20 years old. It's like most people, they're, they're already in school for two years. They're in college. They're going to parties. They're having life experiences. You know, that's not my fault. That's my parents' fault. But still, it was like, you know, that's another reason why making friends for me was hard. What, what about you? Like, do you feel like, uh, there were some things you were doing wrong that prevented you from making friends. Like, did, like when you were in school and let's say somebody right. talked to you, did you, did you ever feel like it's not that you didn't like the person, you just didn't know what to say, and maybe they thought, okay, this guy doesn't want to talk to me? Yeah, so I definitely think that, uh, especially, I'm slightly better socially now than I used to be, but I've always been this very, like, socially anxious person not knowing what the hell to say to people uh, not knowing how to relate um, and so in a way so so you're asking like how I was in school I had some friends but I found that I actually kind of didn't want to hang out with them because 
I wanted to just stay home and like play video games or uh, just very, very, I felt like I wasn't good enough compared to my friends, like I was too much of a loser. I would find out that they were hanging out with each other uh, when I wasn't around, so I felt like, oh, you guys want to be friends, but you don't want to be friends with me. Uh, what I've realized since then, however, is that definitely a large part of me not making friends is uh, is my attitude and my mindset. Um, I've found that like being less afraid to say, hey, do you want to hang out, uh, does kind of lead itself to new opportunities. Um, I get the sense sometimes, and there's things, and I wish I could think of an example. I get the feeling sometimes that you have taken things that I've said, and sometimes I am just a dick. Like, I, I won't argue against that. But I think sometimes the way that you respond to things I say, um, you're getting upset like I'm like I'm judging you or something when I'm actually not. And I wonder if you're bringing that with you to other situations. Like I remember, I think last week you were talking about this guy I used to be friends with who was like um, Armenian or something like that. Oh, the Albanian kid. So, and he was hanging out with other people, mostly like other Armenian guys. Albanian. Albanian, sorry. And, uh, and you were like... Uh, what the hell? Like, do you, obviously you don't want to be friends with me. Do you think there's a chance that that wasn't actually the case, and that was just in your head, like a way to, uh, I don't know, sabotage the friendship? Uh, that could be possible, but I actually think it was true because, like I said, we didn't talk for like a while. Like, like he, uh. he, he used to call me. We used to call each other, and then. He stopped calling me, and then uh, out of the blue, like I said, it was like a year later, he called me only because his friends were busy. So maybe it wasn't. I don't think people do things sometimes for a malicious thing, malicious reason. But I mm -hmm. think that when I, when I do bring things up to people, they, uh, you know, like they get upset when it's like, I'm not doing that. But it's like, maybe they're not, but sometimes they are. And, uh, you know, maybe I do, in a way, push people away with certain tactics, but uh, do you have any other examples of sub of something I said um, to you? With you, specifically? Yeah. Sure, so let me think. I think there have been times where, um, say, I don't know if you got this feeling yesterday when I didn't do the show, uh, but uh, that you got the sense that I was, it was kind of like a, a way of me saying, look, I don't want to do it anymore because I'm not doing the show today. Did you get that perception? No, no, but I, I did think it was an excuse. I thought maybe that you had maybe something personal going on and you kind of just right. wanted to get out of it, but I didn't think you were done with the show in general. I just thought maybe you were just going through something or maybe a bad day or something. You're kind of just trying to get out of it, but I didn't think, I didn't go to the extreme and say, oh, he's done with me or anything. Okay. Now, let me ask you a question. What's the sure. what's, what's the worst thing a friend has ever done to you? Hmm. So why um, I had a friend yeah, go ahead. who I really feel like this kind of sucks. So so there was a person at my last job who I was uh, I was becoming it seemed to be good friends with and we were hanging out and um, and then all of a sudden, uh, we hung out one time, to be honest. But we seem to be really good friends at work. 
And uh, one day I was like, hey, you know, you're not really talking to me anymore. What's up? And he's like, you know, I've been putting off telling you this, but uh, I noticed that something from my house was missing uh, last time uh, after you left. Oh, and I was like, shit. well, it wasn't me. And he insisted that it was me. And, and I, it really got me pissed off because I knew it wasn't me. Um, but eventually I'm like, look, dude. You know, it wasn't me. You don't have to believe me. And he said, look, if you just pay me back for it, I will forgive you. And I said, look, I'm not going to pay to be friends with you. I know I didn't do it. And so that that was it. He, he actually was quitting the job at that time. Uh, so he quit. We didn't talk. Months later, I'm uh, he has there's this online gaming platform called Steam for like PC gamers and stuff. And we were friends on there for a while. So I messaged him and I'm like, so what's up? Are you still not talking? And he said, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of not a big deal at this point. So I said to him, OK, you know what you thought I took was worth like twenty dollars. Is this really what you're upset about? And then he just stonewalled me, just didn't message me back. So I felt like I was being told, I felt like there was some other reason he didn't want to be friends with me. And it just really pissed me the fuck off. I'm still angry to this day about it, which, you know, I should let go of. But I felt like it was a, it was becoming a great friendship. And this person may have had something against me that they weren't willing to tell me. And uh, that really bothered me. Now, did so you? That's one example. Of did something. you uh, explain to him that you're white and it's impossible that you would <laughs> steal something? <laughs> no, I didn't explain that. I don't know that that would have uh, helped. Now, I I was just going to bring this up uh, while you while you were busy thinking. Sure. Um, one of the worst things a friend ever did to me. There was this kid I was friends with. This like we were kids. I mean, we were. I don't know. I think. Fifth grade, maybe? I don't think he was in my middle school. I think we were like fourth or fifth grade. So I had uh, a pretty impressive Sega Genesis collection because my parents were overprotective. They didn't want me to go out. So they spoiled oh. me with games and stuff because it was a bad neighborhood and they were worried I was going to get beat up and stuff and all that. So this kid right. comes over one day and he's kind of like this. He was kind of like a dick in school and everything. We used to. You know, uh, he was he was just like this. He was like a he was kind of like a bad kid, but we were friends for some reason. I guess he liked me because we he thought I was funny. But anyways, um, he comes over one day. We're playing some video games, and uh, he asked me if he could borrow this video game. And I'm like, Nah, you know, I just bought this video game. It, it's you know, it's one of my favorites and stuff. And then I, I had to take a shit, so I go, I'll be right back. So I go to take a shit, and he leaves. And my sister's like, Where'd your friend go? And I was like, oh, he left. Uh, I was in the bathroom. She goes, He's, he, he probably stole one of your video games. And I looked at her like, well, no, he wouldn't do that. He's my friend. And she went through all my video games. And sure enough, he stole two of my video games. So my dad is a fucking asshole. You know, instead of yelling at the kid, he yells at me. Like, you're a fucking idiot and everything. He stole. I worked so fucking hard and I bought those games. And he starts yelling at me. And I'm like, well, I didn't take a shit. You know, I didn't know he was going to steal my games and everything. What was I supposed to do? Like, bring him in the bathroom with me? And he starts yelling yeah. at me and stuff. So my, I think my mom called his mom. And then he came over and brought the games back. And I start yelling at him, and he's like, no, you said I could borrow it. I said, no, I did. I said, you know, and then I ended up, like, throwing up. I, like, puked in the bathroom because I was, like, so sick to my stomach that wow. that he uh, stole from me. 
because I couldn't believe that someone would do that, you know? Um, so that's why I was going to bring up, like, that was, like, probably one of the worst things a quote-unquote friend's ever done to me was steal something, stole two of my video games. Wow. Yeah, I'm trying to think if that's ever happened to me. Um, well, I don't think you had a lot of black friends, so probably not. Oh, I see. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my racism, everybody. I feel like people are going to think I'm racist if I laugh at your jokes. I know, I know. But the I'm people, I, I'm, I'm the racist one, everybody. He's, he's the... Uh... Alright, so, uh, do you have anything to wrap this up with about making friends is hard? It was pretty much two topics, I guess. It was about... Well, three topics. It was age is a factor in making friends... Uh, two, uh, misinterpretations or certain mindsets that might make you lose friends or get in arguments with friends. And three, uh, what's the worst thing a friend's ever done to you? So do you have anything to, uh, add? Sure. So I guess a few things I would say is it's important, uh, to think about what your own role and this is just not, not you specifically, but anybody, think about if there's a possibility that you are actually uh, part of the reason that you're not making friends or you're losing friendships. See if there's something that you're doing. Because like I said, personally in my life, I've been a kind of sabotaging friendships and been jealous and things like that. Uh, so that's one thing um, I would say. Find out about things on like meetup.com. Check them out. And just be, an, be open and try not to be too cynical about making friends and realize that other people have their own insecurities and some people are just looking for a friend. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've got to say about it. All right. That's very, very wise final thought. Well, this is this will include the second episode. If anybody has any comments or questions or they want to add to this uh, episode or write a review, we appreciate it. Go to the iTunes Making Friends is Hard channel, or this will also be on YouTube. And also uh, email brian.lemin at gmail.com for anything else. Thank you, guys, yep. and we'll see you for more Making Friends is Hard podcast. Okay. Here we go. I like it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we could do we could do poop poop stories. Yes. That's All right. Cool. It's the shittiest podcast show ever. It's poop stories. <laughs> A hacky pud with Josh Jack and B Light. That's right. And so, do you have any new poop stories this week? Uh, well, you know what? I don't have actually any new poop stories, but I have so many poop stories. I think the first episode... So, this is the second episode here of the series. The the, the new series that's sweeping iTunes by nation, I would say. And, that's right. And the first episode, we talked about how we shit ourselves. Um, I was surprised to learn that B. Lion pooped himself. Because uh, I've asked people... I think everybody... And their life has pooped themselves, but we ask that people say, "No, no, I never did that, or I never came close," which I think is, I think it's bullshit. No pun intended. <laughs> and we, I, I shared some of my embarrassing uh, poop stories. It'll be nice if the listeners could have some poop stories we can read. You can always make it anonymous. So we usually do this at the end of the show, but let's do this now at the beginning of the show. If you have any poop stories you want to type in, 
you go to the iTunes, maybe write a review and share your poop story. Or if you're too embarrassed to do that, email brian.lemon at gmail.com and we'll read it for you right here on the show. So I want to ask you, have you ever, and I feel like this has happened at least everybody once because this can be based on you, you cook something and it's not cooked well properly. Have you ever made a bowel movement and there's blood in there? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. I, you know, actually, yesterday I think there might have been one, but I don't know what caused that. Yeah, I think the first time, you know, the weird thing, I think I remember the first time that happened to me. I went to McDonald's, and this isn't a shock. And I haven't had McDonald's in years. I used to make McDonald's a lot as a kid, and I went years, and I got this weird sandwich. I forgot what it was called. And it was gross. It just tasted like it wasn't even cooked. And then the next day when I made a bowel movement, there was blood in there. And I was like, well, that explains it. And I think it's usually from, like, undercooked meat, usually. But, uh, right. yeah, it's pretty It's pretty scary when that happens. You're like, am I dying? So you had blood in your, in your shit? Is that what happened? Yeah, it happens every once in a while. And I think it's mainly from undercooked meat. Like, every once in a while I'll cook some chicken and maybe it's not cooked all the way. Happens every once in a while, but I always get nervous, like I'm dying or something, or I'm bleeding yeah. from the insides. Have you ever gone to the doctor and uh, asked them, "Hey, I see some, uh, you know, I have a bloody stool. What the hell's going on here?" Actually, I have. So this, this, this is weird. So back, I think this happened like eleven years ago. I got hives. You know what hives are? Yeah. Yeah. So I got hives. I think it was because either. It was from laundry detergent, maybe, or something. Like, when we used a different lot, maybe I was allergic to. So I got hives, and then I took a dump, and there was blood in there. So I was really nervous. I was like, I think something's wrong with me. So we went to the doctor. It's like an emergency. And I ended up having to pay all that money. It was like it was like $1,300, and all he did was give me some Benadryl. And, and I told the guy, I said, yeah, I made a bowel move, and there was blood in there. And the guy was just like, oh, and he didn't really seem to give me any, tell me what was wrong or anything. He just, they just gave me some Benadryl, and... And that was it. I never, I think I have had a checkup before, and I'm not sure if, I think if it happens like every single time, maybe there's something wrong with you. You, wait, so is this a hospital? Was this an emergency visit, or was this a primary care? Well, I call it a hell of a price. Yeah, well, that's why it was 13, it was like $1,300, and I waited around, and, I just, and all he did was tell me to go to the pharmacy and buy some certain type of shampoo to rub on my skin and get some, uh, that pink shit you you put on your skin for poison ivy, and they gave you some Benadryl, and that was it. So it was like $1,300 just for that. What the hell is Benadryl supposed to do for your shit? I don't understand. I don't know. It's supposed to help with your stomach or some sort of uh, fucking... It's, uh, it's, uh, what is it? It's, uh, for allergies. Yeah. So I thought of this episode, we could talk about Something that most of us don't like to do. I mean, most of us, all of us, of course, would like to make a bowel movement, a duty, whatever you want to call it, in the privacy of your own home. But every once in a while, you got you're you're far away from your house, and you gotta you gotta use the dreaded public bathroom. And when's the last time you used a public bathroom to make a shit? Um, let me think. Um, last one time I attempted to do so was last night, but nothing came out. Uh, I don't know, maybe sometime within the last week. I mean, I'm not too shy about, I, I don't like to shit next to other people. Like when there's another guy 
you know, sitting next to me, I feel weird. I feel like I can't be myself and like, be like, you know, really let it all out and, and not be afraid. I find that if you can make the noises that the gross noises you would make when you're on your own, it's a little easier. Uh, how do you feel about it? Um, well, I told you, I, I, lately I've been traveling with the baby wipes everywhere. And the only places I've been dumping in public is, you know, work. Um, not, I haven't took a dump of this new job yet. It's only my second day. But at the other job I had, um, every other week, I would say once every other week, I would have to go. And I would actually go into the handicapped bathroom, even though I know that's you're not supposed to go in there. But um, yeah. it's, it's a giant stall, and there's a sink in there. And every once in a while, there'd be somebody in there. So I would just put the water on. Because you know how you you, you got to get those big farts out the way sometimes before the the dub comes out, and I would just blast away, and I would just get it all out, you know. But um, when I was when I was a kid, I remember I went to this. I lived in the projects, like I said. Uh, so I went to this black school. This had to do with being black, by the way. But uh, I took a dump a few times every once in a while in school, and I, the whole class would make fun of me. The whole class, like <laughs> for something we all did. And I remember this one kid. He went on the stall next to me, and he climbed on top of the stall, and he's just looking at me, and oh he's, he's like, God. he's like, hey, Josh is taking his shit, and I remember I was like, you must be gay because you're watching me shit, <laughs> and then the kids grabbed him and started beating him up, like joking around. It was weird, man, and, and, and I remember middle school when it just happened. Like, if you were in the bathroom for more than a few minutes, everybody knew you were taking a shit. Like, if you were gone for more than two minutes, like you took a shit, didn't you? And I wanted to bring this up because I remember I, I would ask kids to school, like, so you mean to tell me if you had to take a shit really bad, you wouldn't go? And they go, hell no, I would go home. I go, let's say it's coming out your ass. They go, I don't care. I would run home. And I remember what? one time this kid took a shit in school and they were making fun of him. And he said, uh, we were talking. I said, I thought you said that if you had to shit really bad, you would go home. He said, nah, man. He's like, I couldn't hold it. I said, well, that's what I said to you. So, yeah, it was taking a shit in school. Yeah, it was just wow. disgusting, you know. I can't believe, so they just make fun of you for shitting, like they don't do that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, uh, and you know, when you get to college, you realize taking a shit's no big deal, like when you're, well, I don't think everyone went to the schools I went to, but when you, it's really embarrassing, you know, the whole class is going to know and all that stuff, but when you get to college, it's just like no big deal, like everyone's an adult, and you're just like, fuck it, you don't, you just don't give a fuck, you know, so. You know, taking a shit for me in my childhood, elementary, middle school, and high school was just humiliated, you know. Have you ever um, so taken a shit so big that even without you, before you used the toilet paper, um, it clogged up the toilet? Oh, just the logs? Yeah. Well, no, but I have, I've had, um, yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I was going to say that, have you ever took a picture of your shit? <laughs> That's so interesting. I feel like we're on the same uh, wavelength here. Well, um, okay. Yes, so... I think I've had a few times where I felt like it was such an impressive amount <laughs> that I've taken a picture, and I've thought about I've thought about sending the picture to uh, somebody. I can't remember if I've ever actually done it, though. I definitely wouldn't put that um, out of the question. But for sure, I think if I look back through my like Google photos or something like that. There's probably at least one picture in there. Yeah. Because um, um, one time it actually, one time it <laughs> shot out of my ass, like a shotgun Wow! and it was diarrhea oh. and it actually went on the wall. Wow. In, uh, in a school, in a community college I was going to. 
And I feel really bad because I made no effort to uh, clean it up. So, so whoever nice. had to clean the bathroom that night had to look at that. That's fucked. How that's about a, yourself? That's Did a great you take story. Pictures. Yeah. So the reason why I brought this up because I remember many years. I don't know how old it was. Maybe this was. I don't know, eight, ten years ago, I think I made chicken parm, and I had these big chunks of chicken, and it's really weird, like, when there's a big log, because usually it means, like, I'll go a day or two, you ever go a day or two without shitting, and you just realize it, and you get kind of nervous, like, oh my god, I haven't took a shit in, like, two days, what's wrong Probably. with me? Yeah. I've never so, been good at being on top of, you know, knowing how often But I'm it's good. just, like, an instinct you have, you know, it's just like, and, like, if you get to forget to brush your teeth, or, if you, you know... You forget to shower. It's like, oh my. So I I right. knew it was going to come eventually. And I think it was like the middle of the day. And my stomach, it wasn't, it wasn't like killing me. It just felt like something was like lodged in my stomach. I'm like, oh. So I take one. And I knew it was, it was a log because it just kept coming out, coming out. And it felt smooth. So I didn't even wipe. I just stood up. And it was just, <laughs> it was two big logs. One was like big and fat. The other one was like long and skinny. And I remember... I I took a I think I took a plastic bag I don't know why I wiped my ass in there, and I wiped my I, I threw the tissues in there and I went to get my digital camera, and I just uh, took a picture of it. I took a picture of it with my digital camera. Nice. Yeah. Do you have that picture still? No, I think I did. I I it's still probably on my digital camera, but I think I had it on my computer and I think I might have deleted it all. But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so I, I have. I was also going to say one time I did a I did a bit about this in my act, but this really happened once. I was in the shower and I had to shit, and I didn't want to, you know, get out the shower, and then I was <laughs> I, I was afraid I was going to slip, so I actually pooed in my own hand, and the toilet seat was open. I just threw it like a gorilla. <laughs> I threw it like a gorilla into the toilet, and I just washed it. You know, I was in the shower ready, and. uh it was kind of cool, but gross. So there wasn't any splatter back. Um, it splashed, but it didn't get on me or anything. It just it, it was there was a big splash, but yeah. I find that those shower dumps, uh, when you're taking a shower, I actually, <laughs> I don't know when the last time was that I did this, but I've heard people like complain about it, like I hate taking a shower and then having to take a dump when your body's all wet. It yeah. feels weird. I find that those situations, for me at least, that's like one of the most pleasurable shit moments for me because it just like slides right out. It's like, I don't know if taking that hot shower like relaxes your asshole, um, but man, I felt I've, I've had some enjoyable moments like that. And yeah. then I didn't bother to use the toilet paper. I just bent over in the shower. And... Yeah, well, the only reason why I don't like those is because you feel I feel all nice and clean. And then when I have to take a shit, I'm like, now my one of the best parts of taking a shower is, you know, your asshole's all clean. And then now you're like, man, now it's all dirty again. Like, I just cleaned this thing, you know? See, that's interesting because I, I wouldn't, what I would do is a mid-shower shit. So I wouldn't, like, shut off the shower. I'd just go poop, come back. I'm, I'm a personal, personally, I like to shower and wash my ass at the end. I don't know why. But uh, I do that. And uh, then I just get back in the shower while it's still going, and, and then I'm golden. Yeah. I like it's, it. It's, Would you ever buy a uh, – use a bidet? I don't know what that is. 
So uh, it's common in Europe and sometimes in really high-end hotels. It is uh, it either it's a separate device or it's part of your toilet seat, and it actually shoots water up into your ass. Oh. It's like an alternative to toilet paper. I've seen that, yeah. Rich people usually have that stuff, like celebrities. I've seen it on cribs and all that. Is that something you would use, or do you feel like that's... some? I think some guys think it's like a little too gay or something. Well, I heard that it's actually kind of annoying, because you got to get a towel. And it's and then you gotta you gotta stand up and your legs are wet and you gotta really quickly use the towel and wipe your legs and your ass. So I think that like I said, I use baby wipes and I think that that's just the easiest way because it's just like toilet paper. Except you know you do a little bit of digging and I think you know some people think you gotta dig up there really hard. You don't have to give yourself a prostate exam or anything. But yeah, you gotta get in there a little bit. But it's like I don't know. I feel like baby wipes are just like giving your ass a bath. It's just like wow. It's so refreshing, you know. It's that's just, beautiful. Yeah, and it's like you know, and that's why sometimes I skip showers because I feel like I don't need to shower every day because I'm like, well, I didn't sweat that much, and I changed my underwear, and I used the baby wipes, so I'll I'll take a shower tomorrow, you know. Mm. And they're very. Expensive. You ever shave your ass so you can? Uh make things a little cleaner back there that's a great question for poop stories very great question i have done that i haven't done it in a while recently but i have a groomer and the only the reason the main reason why i have done that is because i get dingleberries because i have a hairy asshole Mm -hmm. and if you if you wipe yourself with dry toilet paper too much and when i would get in the shower clean my ass i would feel like something in my ass like uh Hey, I got something in my asshole. Oh, and I would put my hand in there, and it would feel like this little ball of toilet paper, and I would rip it out with my asshole hair. It didn't hurt too bad, but like, ow! And then I would throw it in the, you know, the fucking toilet, and then I realized if I just shaved my asshole hair, there's like, you know, that doesn't happen. It's just cleaner, but it makes your fart sound louder. You know, you fart like my farts sound like it's like I'm shitting myself. It's like. Well, that's great for, uh, you know, I, I, anything to make my farts louder, I enjoy. Um, when, when I used to, uh, drink a lot of cough syrup, man, those farts would be horrific. They'd go from like stinky to like, I, it would happen at work and I would have to walk, like I'm showing somebody a computer (laughs) and I would have to be like, Hey, you know what? And I'd be like point to a computer at the very, very other end of the, of the store and be like, Hey, you know what? That's actually a better option. And I just try and like walk away quickly before anybody noticed. Have you and, actually, uh, have you ever accidentally farted out loud at work and you had to like apologize to a customer? <laughs> um, I don't, yes, I'm sure it's happened, but I'm the type of guy who I would just, I didn't apologize because I felt like that would make it even weirder. So I would just pretend it didn't happen. And that was awkward. But I feel like for me, the smell was the worst, was the worser of the problems, not the sound. Um, I've had coworkers at my past two jobs get like sort of angry at me for how smelly my farts were. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I think we covered a lot of this episode. We covered a lot of shit. So That's right. Once again, uh, any shit stories, let us know. And this is Josh Jack with Beeline, and we'll see you guys for more poop stories. That's right. All right, so now we can do 
Fun Education Tech Lessons. Okay. Now, what's the name of that show? Is that is that just what it's called? That's what it's called. All right. Um, yeah. What, you, what were you going to say? I was going to say for anybody watching or listening, uh, whether it's live or later on, uh, when you download uh, True Life Not Doritos podcast, all of these other shows we're talking about and naming are also available on iTunes, so check all of them out. Um, I mean, it's kind of the same content as this, but if you really want to hear about shit and that's your specialty, go check out Poop Stories. There you go. And uh, also, they will be on YouTube eventually once you know we get the artwork and all that stuff. It might take a week or so, but they'll be up on YouTube as well. For those of you who like to stream instead of because I don't really use iTunes myself that much anyways. All right. So here's another episode, guys, of Fun Education Tech Lessons with me, Josh Jack, and the other host is B. Lion. B. Lion. Yep. And uh, the first episode, we were given uh, our version of lessons to have fun with technology. Everyone's having fun. Uh, with technology and everyone's uh, educated herself, how to educate yourself with technology. You know, like in college, I realized, you know, that's the thing is, uh, you know, in college, a lot of the, 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 the classes they were teaching, like graphic design, web design, you know, these guys just went to a, you know, a YouTube tutorials and, you know, they they were teaching a lesson. That's something I think anybody can do or master. It's all about commitment of time and uh, educating yourself. But we talked about how we educated ourselves. I think we both are similar. We both use uh, video tutorials for uh, video editing and such like that. Um, what, I know you've had jobs before where you were mm-hmm. educated uh, customers who were uh, interested in products, uh, buying them and such. Is it a, do you get any enjoyment out of educating uh, people, or is it just like a hassle for you? Like, do you ever get? Stressed? I actually, um, that's a great question, fantastic question. Um, I actually do get genuine enjoyment out of helping people, um, as long as my job allows. And I even do it in my personal life uh, with my grandma. She's got a Galaxy uh, smartphone now, with first phone, first smartphone she's ever had. And everybody, you know, my mom and my dad and my sister are all like, how do you have the patience to uh, talk to her about it? And I'm like, I actually really enjoy it. I, I like, I think it's kind of exciting and cool to see somebody who's very new to this stuff, uh, you know, figuring it out for the first time. And even if they're very slow and they have to keep asking questions, I like to do it. Uh, unfortunately, at work... Uh, it's been more so like sales positions. So unless somebody, um, unless the store's going pretty slowly, I can't help people. But man, I'm pretty much self-taught mostly. Just growing up, we had like one of the first computers on our block. You know, like Windows 3.1, um, very you know basic stuff. But I I learned it and. And people at my work, you know, customers be like, "Whoa, you're so smart!" And I'd be thinking, like, "Man, I didn't take any school, and I don't feel smart. It's just an interest of mine." Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because my first question—well, that's my second question. I was, my second question was going to be to you that you know, uh, 
you know, I didn't grow up with, well, I had a computer, we used computers when I was growing up, but it was like the old big giant screen computers with the big goofy letters, big font and everything. And then as I got a little older, it got, it got a little neater, but you know, kids are pretty much using tablets and they're using smartphones. They all have smartphones and they're, you know, you see, like, I see like some little kid on the bus and he's text messaging girls, his boner. And I'm like, I, I, I wish I had that, you know, I didn't didn't have access to that i used to call girls houses when i was a kid and their dad would hang up on me you know this is makes it easier to screw around with these kids maybe that's why they're all getting laid so much some of them but um <laughs> yeah but yeah so uh yeah so i was gonna ask you do you think that the the technology as far as growing up in school do you think that kids are going to be smarter um uh, then let's say kids who just have to use these old textbooks, like does it do you do you think they're gonna catch on quicker because they know how to use computers, just second nature? Um, so is your question will the will they be smarter in areas besides technology or specifically technology? I guess the question is gonna be that do you think that these these millennials, I guess what they call these kids, are just gonna have because they have technology do you think they're going to have a better education than you know um i think that they will have a better education on technology but in terms of uh controlling their impulses to like be distracted all the time or losing the ability uh to do things mentally rather than relying on technology i actually think they may get worse at that um Like, for example, the ability to Google just about anything or whatever your favorite search engine is, but we all know it's Google. Um, When you can do that, I think, and don't quote me on this, but I believe there's a study somewhere that says people's memory, uh, their brains actually become worse at storing information because they can just search things whenever they want to. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, now, you might argue that, like, well, why the hell do people need to do stuff with their brains? Why do you need to do mental math if there's calculators? Um, stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of a good point. Um, I know there's a big push in schools now for coding and stuff like that. Uh, what do you think? Do you think that it's a it's a good thing in terms of kids getting more educated? Yeah, I mean, I would say I agree with what you just said. It depends on the kid, I guess. And as far as, you know, I don't know if that makes them smarter uh, but yeah, as far it's definitely a benefit because you know to learn a computer. Because like I said, my when I my sister bought my my desktop computer system for us, she bought it I think in two thousand three, so it was about fourteen years ago. And I remember my dad was like, "Yo, what the fuck is this?" You know, he's just so like you know old school, like, "Oh, what the fuck?" You know, you got. And then all of a sudden, you know, they get older. The people get older, like my dad, and all of a sudden, everything you know. You got to apply for jobs on computers. You know, you got to fill out, you know, uh, things online. You got to go to websites. You got to check things out. You can't, you know, everything's uh, computerized. So I think it's definitely good. So they don't end up like some, you know, I remember my first semester at community college. There was there was two old guys. One, a few old people and every single person that goes to community college or college has to take a basic computer class. You got to learn how to use a flash drive, learn how to save documents. You got to learn how to print stuff. And I remember there was older people in my class. They didn't know how to use any of this stuff. They didn't know how to print. 
And I remember some people were laughing at them. And I felt bad to laugh because I was like, man, these these people are so out of it. Like if my dad was in that class, he'd be doing the same thing. He'd be like, I don't know how to print this thing out. I don't know. I don't know how to, you know. People would be laughing at him. So it's like, at least they won't be laughed at. At least they can, you know, get ahead in this world, you know. That's true. And I think that uh, with with technologies now like touchscreens, um, it even takes away some of the confusion with things like my one grandmom, um, she would try to use a computer mouse and she just like could not figure it out. Like she tried to move it and she would see the arrow on the screen and it just was not going where she wanted it to go. With these devices you can talk to now and actually just touch the screen and use the software like that, I think it's even going a step further in terms of ease of use. Um, and, like, it's kind of a weird thing because, yeah, if you look back at, like, command line and all this old stuff, you really had to be, like, deep in the nerd culture, the nerd world to you know, be an engineer or some something like that. It's kind of crazy. Um, I only think it's going to become easier and easier. Uh, but what do you think about the fact that, like, maybe people are going to become too lazy when a computer can basically do all their thinking for them? Mm. I don't know. I just think that at this, at this point, I guess we're just used to it. We used to just get information faster, ordering things online and everything. It's just... It's just part of life. I guess that's why a lot of people were, you know, looking towards the uh, future. But, uh, like, what are, th- what are some things you could do, like, what like without technology? It's not much you could really do, you know? It's like, like, if you want to buy a new car, it's going to be hard to find a new car that doesn't have... Uh, my dad just got a new car, like, about a month ago. And he didn't realize, like, it's computerized, like, you know, as far as, like, you know... Uh, this, the, the the radio and uh, you can plug your phone in and all this stuff you know and it's kind of right. hard it's kind of hard you buy it my dad bought a new tv a few months ago and he realized it was like a smart tv and he's like i don't know how to use this and i was like well why did you why did you buy it and i don't know I, it was a good tv but he didn't realize it was like a a computerized tv where it's like you gotta almost like a computer you gotta program it and stuff for it to work so yeah it's, right it's, there's it, a little bit more interface there but it's kind of hard to, to you know, buy new everything new has technology. And so unless you go old school and go, I'm going to get me an old car or I'm going to get me a, just a used TV. It's like that's the only way you can kind of go back, I guess, to the old times of not having much technology. Yeah, I mean, I think the good technology companies try to make it pretty user friendly. But the it is weird how they're shoehorning a lot of technology into things that may or may not actually need them. There's smart refrigerators now, you know, with like giant touchscreens on them and stuff. And and yeah, the stuff they're doing with cars, especially if you go real high end with like a Tesla or something. Basically, every control in the car, as far as I know, uh, is on the touchscreen. So it's a whole different type of uh, mindset you got to use. But I, I don't know. Because I'm so immersed in technology already, I find this stuff is actually a lot easier and simpler, except when something goes wrong. Because if you want to get a car like a Tesla repaired, I was at this mall and I was watching them. They got to, like, rip this whole thing out and take the tiny engine out. It, it's a whole mess when technology goes wrong. Yeah. 
Uh, are you worried about AI taking over the world? Alan Iverson? Alan Iverson. No, um, uh, artificial intelligence. Do you think there may be a, a robot war around the corner? I mean, it's possible. They're talking about the possibility of sex robots and all this stuff. I mean, it could be. I mean, I heard it might be robots taking over people's jobs and stuff. And, you know, that's right. why they were talking about, you know, the whole fast food thing. They're like, well, if, if they if they pay certain people $15 an hour, then they're going to let people go. And then they're going to hire robots and stuff and all this bullshit. So I don't know. I'm not worried about it now, but I, who knows? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's you know, uh, some robot stuff going on. Uh, for those of you who uh, want a lesson on how to take down a robot, you have to get to the back of the robot. And usually there's some compartment and just mm. start pulling some wires out. Yes. <laughs> now, I cried you know, at, at the movie when I, when I was in my teens. Uh, you know, remember Johnny Five, Short Circuit? I I know of that movie. You got to watch it. It's really it's really sad. It these, these bad guys, they beat up the robot and smash all the parts. And the robot, you know, it, it, it like, uh, goes down. Like, Johnny Five powered down. It was really sad. But I was a fag, you know. I was just crying at that. <laughs> but, uh, but listen, I mean, uh, we're trying to educate people here on uh, how the technology can be fun and stuff. But also technology could... Uh, you know, make you be like, uh, like we said earlier, but it goes bad, and it's like this technology shit, you know, like you try to, you know, use a fucking uh, credit card, and the machine's down, or you go to the ATM, and the, the ATM's down, or you try to use a bus pass or some shit. It's, uh, sometimes it could just be a, a, a cock. Yeah. What word did you just say? A cock. A cock. Oh. Yeah. Technical term. Uh, yes. I, uh... I guess I, I went a little dark on things with the whole future of, you know, taken over by robots. But I think there's a bit of a, a little too much. I, I think the average person is a little too naive about the future. They don't see that, like, with every good, just like the Internet. I mean, uh, the Internet is a great thing a lot of times, but also pedophiles uh, go and look for their... Uh, they're victims with the oh. internet. That's no joke. That's really true. Yeah. Well, scary admit, stuff. We should probably we should probably end this now because we're getting deeper and deeper here. Folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize. No, no, it's fine. Uh, some some sick people get. Hopefully, our audience get a, a kick out of these type of things. <laughs> but yeah, this is another episode here of uh, fun tech lessons, uh, and uh, once again, if you have any comments or questions or things you want to talk about. You can comment on the uh, iTunes, write a review, that'd be nice. And also, or email brian.lemin, lemon, at gmail.com. So, yeah, we'll see you guys for more episodes in the future of Fun Education Tech Lessons. Hell yeah. All right, so we could do Give It Up on Sex now. All right. Welcome to another episode of Give It Up on Sex. I'm Josh Jack, the guy who has given up on sex. And the other host is B. Lion. He's in a relationship, so he's obviously not given up on sex. It's just me. I'm the guy who has given up on sex. And not just, well, the title of the show is, um, did I introduce her names, by the way? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yes, you did. All right. So, 
yeah, so uh, pretty much not just giving up on sex, giving up on everything, giving up on dating, giving up on asking for numbers, I, you know, the whole thing. And um, last night I was doing a podcast with uh, another guy I told you about. It's, it's pretty inside, but his name was Nick. And he said that he was listening to the episode of True Life Dot Doritos, another show we mm-hmm. do. And he was saying, wow, I felt kind of bad for you. He was like, you went pretty deep on that giving up with sex thing. He was like, I listened to it. He was like, wow, you really, you know, you really put yourself out there. And that's what yeah. we were talking about in the first episode. I really put myself out there, not just for sex, for everything, for dating, for trying to have women in my life. And as I said before, there's only so many times you can fail at anything where you're just like, yeah, this isn't worth it to me anymore. But I wanted to start out by saying that... I actually am uh, gay. No, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. People want to think that's true now. Like, oh, it makes sense. Is it no true? wonder why. No I mean... wonder why. No wonder why you give it up on sex. But gay guys love sex with each other, so that would make sense. So, no, that's a little curious. I hear it's. E- I think it's easier for to get laid when you're gay. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's that could be. just be a stereotype. But I went to I went to Woody's, which makes me sound gay. But I went, I went with these random college kids. They invited me. This is like three years ago. They felt bad for me because I was sitting by myself. And they're like, let's go to Woody's. So I was like, ah, okay. So I thought, I've heard guys say before, you got to go to a gay bar. There's tons of hot chicks. Well, that's bullshit. <laughs> Maybe because it was a Sunday night. It was like only a few girls in there. And it was like mostly transgendered gay guys. And uh, yeah, at first it wasn't that gay. I was like, you know, this place is actually all right. The music, And then it got really gay, of course. Like, fucking guys, like, obviously making out and stuff. And I was like, must be nice. Must be nice to just go up to a guy and go, hey, we're both guys. Let's just go fuck, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. I'm at a point now where it's not only if I just... I, I think it's giving up on people, too. Like, when I go out to Friday, Saturday nights, I got, I'm, I'm in a different place now. I used to say to myself, why do people go... When I was in my 20s, you know, everything is just sex, you know? And I was thinking... You know, like why? Why do people? Why would anybody go out to have fun? Like, why do people go out to get laid? Or, or, or I hear, you know, a guy saying, "I wouldn't, I wouldn't just dance and have fun." And you think, "What a weirdo!" Like, why would you get laid? You know, there's girls out here. But then, as you get older, you realize, you know, a lot of these girls, like I said, are not going to have sex with you or any guy. They just want to go out to have fun and, you know, cock tease, as I said before, and uh, get attention, all that stuff. But if I'm at a bar somewhere, and even if there's some girl standing next to me, I like just walk away. Like I don't even want to be. A, it's weird. It's like I want to be. A, I want to be around them, but I don't want them to even think I'm going to hit on them. Like, if they are even, you worried about girls thinking that you're a creep? Is that why you don't want to be around them and have them think you're going to hit on them? Well, I think it's part of that, and it's not even that. I just think that when they go out, here's the problem with the whole. Here's why bars, and it's just me from a guy who's going out for ten years. You know the bars uh, that girls have like their 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 guards up. You know they're going out and once again, you know I believe they're going out to have fun and drink and everything, but they're also going out, like I said, to get it get guys to hit on them and stuff. Some of them wanted guys to hit on them, some don't. Most do, and I feel like that um, I see girls looking at me like even during the daytime, and they like look at me like almost like I'm a creep. Like if I even make eye contact with them, which I even try to be sexual just to leave a look at them, mm-hmm. then they like they like hold their purse up. Maybe they do it to every guy. I don't know because you know, but they like now. Are you in the city in these cases, like Center City, walking around? 
Yeah, well, I used to go down to Center City just to walk around during the day to get numbers, but now I work in Center City. So today I'm right. walking around, and almost every girl, obviously, I, they could be, if they even see me, they're like, they like run away or they punch the person. So I do think I look mm. like a rapist, which is why I, I do think, sorry to cut you off. I do think that there's a bit of a, and I, I, you know, never really hung out in the city too much, but I do get the sense when I'm in the city that there's a little more hesitance, uh, that, that people feel more fearful about something bad happening while they're in the city. Um, like I've said, you know, being in, do you find that same situation happening in the bars where girls are like kind of afraid or or trying to uh, step away from you? Is is that the same mindset going on there? No, I mean, it, it's different at night. But I'm saying at nighttime, it's like girls, they're just, you know, they're drunk and stuff. Or whatever. But I'm talking about during the daytime. And maybe it is the city. Maybe, but even in, in northeast where I live, which is not considered the suburbs, but it's not the city. Same thing, and it's like I just think that I look creepy or I look like, which is fine. I'm not hurt by that. But when I go out at night, sometimes I, I, I go out by myself, so I try to find a spot to stand by myself, and I try to just dance to some music, like try to get into it. I try to create a fun vibe for myself, and sometimes it gets crowded, and then if some girls stand next to me, then I think that they're gonna think, oh, this guy's totally gonna hit on me, and I, I like, I look, I, I like like either walk away or I like put my body language away from them and let them know like I'm not trying to talk to you or anything you know and it's at a point where it's like I'm so like uh labor I don't know like I I think they're all stuck up even if they're not you know like you know on the train it's like I would never sit down next to a girl like if I was gonna sit down I wouldn't sit down next to a woman at all, even if it was only well, like if there, are you saying if there's like plenty of space? Yeah, no, what I'm saying there's even if there's only one seat that I have a chance to sit out, I won't sit down. If there's well, in general, there's I don't want to sit down next to anybody, but I can imagine right. I've seen girls on train stand up, or I see them like the whole time, or I see them like even when, sometimes when they sit down next to me when there's a seat open, they're like look at me like oh this guy he hope he doesn't talk to me or something and that's. I'm like uncomfortable. I'm like, God, I don't, like, why you sit next to me if you think I'm gonna do something? You know. Have you ever had a girl outright call you a creep or something similar? No, I I have made women uncomfortable before, by but not on purpose. Um, during the daytime and nighttime, like I used to, I used to approach girls in Rittenhouse Park, and they they were just you know they. There's a lot of homeless people with a lot of panhandlers and stuff, so they probably thought I wanted money or I was trying to do something, but I wasn't, like, too aggressive. I didn't, like, jump at them, but they thought I was going to steal their purse or something, or they thought I just was going to... Or they just they were just freaked out because I was trying to talk to them, and most guys don't talk to girls during the daytime, but I was. So. I, I will say this. I think it's interesting because... I, I get the feel I get the sense that like for you you have these two operating modes. It's like it's like pickup Josh and regular Josh. And like if you're out just going about your day, you're regular Josh who's not sexual and you try to and then at times when you tried to pick up girls it was this is my goal and that's it. And I, I wonder, like, have you ever tried to become friends with a girl first? Yeah, we talked about this on many um, shows before, many many episodes before, and I tried that originally. The, the, 
the first I actually took a girl's advice and she told me don't try to have sex with girls try to be their friends first but here's what happened here's how that backfired pretty much they didn't even want to be my friend like they didn't even want to talk to me if they had a boyfriend like I can't be your friend my boyfriend would get mad or they didn't even want to just because I wasn't their type of guy to talk to or hang out with so originally I tried that for like a year and no girl wanted to talk to me no girl wanted to hang out with me and I realized, why waste my time? Obviously, I want to get laid. And plus, it is manipulative to me to try to be somebody's friend when you know you want to jump their bones. So I think it's bad advice. I think that's if you want a, a relationship, maybe. That's cool. But as far as being someone's friend, I, I was friends with a girl for years, the one I tell you I moved in with. And yeah. um, it was nice to have a female you know, to hang out with, and, you know, I got, she taught me how to dance a little bit, I learned how to, like, just, uh, you know, chill with a girl and stuff, and, uh, we, we were good friends until we moved in together, then it was a nightmare, because she was just an asshole, I didn't want to talk about that, but, <laughs> you know, she was, like, the roommate from hell, but I was friends with a girl for years, and I was never on, uh, she was, she was a type of girl, she would get drunk, and she would flirt, and she would, like, not touch you sexually, but, like, you know, like, get close to you and stuff. And if I wanted to, I could have probably, if not fucked her, I could have made out with her and stuff. I could have, but I never did. Not because I'm respectful, just because I wasn't interested in her like that. But, you right. know, it's like, I tried to hold being friends with a girl, and I just, I'll never do it again. I just think it's bad advice if you just want to get laid. I think that, I don't even think men and women should really be friends like that. Unless, I think mm. they should be, like, acquaintances. But I, I don't think that. Most male, most male female friendships, I don't think are healthy. You know, most. You think there's too much on the guy side of like trying to get laid that it like taints the relationship? Well, I just think that what it comes down to is like girls put you in categories. Like uh, there is that too. There is guys who want to get laid, but then there's also girls who like like the girl I was friends with. I was talking about. She had one guy who would like take you know who would like. Uh, he would like fix your TV and stuff, you know. He was like, you know, he was. Uh, and then she had another guy that you know would take her out to drink. Then another guy, and she had like all these guys doing different things for her. And I realized, well, what category am I in? I guess I'm the guy who just makes her laugh or just talks to her. I don't know, but I feel like they're they have they put you in these categories, you know, too. Like they just want to <coughs> use guys for different things. That's interesting. I just feel like, you know, there's seven billion, there's what, 300 million people in America. There's tens of thousands, if not a million people or more in Pennsylvania. I'm not good with numbers like that. But what I, I just I guess I keep pushing you on this because I think what are the odds that there's not like I, I've seen fucking like guys who are pretty objectively unattractive ugly fat guys with attractive women and i don't like it's gotta be possible i just think it has to be well i had some success like i said i have had makeouts and dates and stuff it's possible but here's here was my problem was it it wasn't a it's to me it's about respect um it's not about getting like i don't blame any woman for not wanting to fuck me that's a choice and that's uh based on attraction and what they feel and everything. It was like that in the beginning. I was bitter in the beginning because I realized, uh, because they didn't want to fuck me. But then I realized that I can't blame them for that.
but it was just more about respect. I mean, like, you know, just, I feel like every woman I've ever been on dates with, they lied to me. Like, they would have dates with other guys, and they wouldn't tell me. Or they would just treat me like shit on a date. Or they 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 didn't want to have sex with me, but they wanted me to still take them out and stuff. And then, uh, just like the girls I meet in bars, they all have an attitude, and, and most of them. And it just got to the point of realizing no matter what I do, it's just not good enough. It's about respect, you know? And, no, okay. Yeah, so that's uh, what it's about. So I'm, be, I'm past getting laid. I, you know, I would like to get laid. I'm talking about just, just the fucking... The way that they act and stuff. Not all of them, but most of them. I feel like they maybe you know Jim Norton. You know, he he's a traveling comedian, and he said there's something about Philly girls. He said there's the only city there. There are a lot of cock teases. They play a lot of games. I don't fuck with girls in Pennsylvania or Philly. And he's a guy who's been all around the world. So when he said that, I was happy. I was like maybe it, maybe I would do better somewhere else. But unfortunately, I'm stuck in the city, and I would love to travel so I can see. Is it maybe I'll have luck somewhere else. Yeah, I think that, man, it's, I, I guess I kind of, it, it's, I'm a, I'm an insecure guy, but I guess the idea of saying, like, saying I'll never try this again or this will never work, to me just doesn't seem true. Like, like, okay, so there's this, like, corny example of, like, you can spend 10,000 hours trying to learn the piano, but if you're using your elbows the whole time to play you're not going to make any progress and i guess what i'm saying is like if you go into every situation feeling worthless then i i think somehow that's going to come across but you know what there's girls who like guys who do hate themselves like there's like a i believe there's kind of an attraction there was a study i'm all about the studies right now but uh, there was a study that girls actually like guys who are depressed. Or yeah, like... but I mean, here's what I would say to that. So when I was studying the pickup artist arts, which are bullshit, um, they teach you about confidence. Every guy says, oh, about confidence. Your girl say that, confidence. I went out, and as I said before, I, I pushed myself harder than I pushed anything else in life with confidence. I was approaching girls, like I said, everywhere, daytime, nighttime. By myself, groups of girls, the whole thing, doing girls with guys, everything. And I even had girls telling me, you're really confident. And none of them wanted anything to do with me. So because I'm defeated, I'm not approaching them. So And, and people think because I'm defeated, I, I would actually go up to her and go, hey, my name's Josh. I, 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 you know, I don't have a chance with you, but like, you know, like I'm so low. I, like I never showed my low self-esteem or insecurities. I went, I went right. after them with confidence like any any guy they would like and it mostly didn't work so it's like look i tried everything and it's like i'm actually fine giving up but it's just more of uh have you ever heard of the whole migtow movement i think i brought this up before what is it called migtow m-g-t-o-w uh what does it stand for men go in their own way no okay does that so, mean like jerking off no. for life no, so people either think it's that or they think it, it means the guys are gay. But pretty much mm-hmm. what it is is it's guys, straight guys, who – you've probably seen it on YouTube before. You just don't know because it, it, it's a weird word, M-G-T-O-W. And if you if you okay. type that in, there's a bunch of a bunch of videos of guys explaining examples 
of why women are manipulative, they lie, they trick men, they treat men like shit, you know? and uh, it's, I've been subscribed to them for like years now, and it's kind of funny, uh, it's like, uh, it's just, they even talk about the pickup artist thing, and how it's a waste of time, and how it looks matter, and all this stuff, and it's just, uh, <clears throat> you know, the whole MGTOW movement, there are guys who used to do pickup artist stuff, and now they're like me, they just give it up. They're like, look, I went out for years, I tried all this stuff, and I wasn't, whatever, good enough, and I'm done. So, like, I want to ask you, like, before you met your girlfriend, you were trying to get laid, and I took you out once to get laid, and, you know, uh, do you think that if you never met your girlfriend, you would have been, like, just really defeated? Would you have given up, or would you just kept trying? That's a great question. Um, I think that that's a really good question. I think that if I stayed in the pickup mindset, so to speak, that I would really have been getting in my way a lot. I think that the only time I've really felt like I that people have had attraction to me is when I'm making zero effort to do that. And I'm just like, like if I go like like when I would go out say with like a group of friends, somebody would point out like oh that girl is like staring at you or whatever, and I feel that um, I think it's the same reason that girls are attracted to men who are married or in relationships. It's like a, a lack of try not a not a depressed I'm giving up on life but like a I'm set I don't need this that like makes them calm like like now now that i'm in a relationship i feel like 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 innocent flirting is kind of a fun thing to do and um the good thing about that is it's just a joke but like so i feel like if if i were single again uh that it would actually be a lot easier because it's like you realize that like like if you're just going out to have fun, especially with a group of people, and then it doesn't matter. Like I guess you kind of talked about this, and I have a weird way of speaking where I'm all over the place right now. But what I'm trying to say is if you're jokingly hitting on a girl, I think you could have more success. Is that ever something you've tried to do? Yeah, well, pretty much what I do now is um... – I, I'm not trying to get a girl. I don't even approach them. But when I go out is I actually try to have fun. Like I said, it's more important to me, not an ever. So I just say shit to make myself laugh. I self-amuse myself. And yeah. if I do talk to – if I do approach a girl, it's not like the way I used to be. Like I'm hitting on them. It's like I just say something stupid to make myself laugh. Like I just say to a, a random girl, like, hey, I just say a block of cheese or something. Like I'm just like just trying to <laughs> make myself laugh. I don't even care to like you know hit them up. But – at the same time, I'm not expecting that to work or I'm trying to get that to work. But I would love to do a social experiment with you. Not to say we should do this, but where you actually go out, like approach girls and try your not caring style. See if it, <laughs> see if it works. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? I said I would love to do a social experiment with you and see if your theory is true. Like have you hit on girls and like – should not, do your not giving a shit thing and see if it works. Like, see if you get numbers and all that and dates. It'd be interesting to test that out. Um, you know, the, uh, this, it's, this character it's from, weird. 
from Stranger Things, Steve Harrington. Uh, you know who Steve Harrington is? He's the guy who's the... What? Th- this guy from Stranger Things? Steve Harrington? Can Hold on one second. Yo, you still there? Yep. Yo. Yo. Okay, yo, so, uh, sorry, so what were you saying? I was saying, uh, the show Stranger Things, there's this character, Steve Harrington, and he's, his advice to how to get chicks is just show them you don't care. Yeah. So he has the same philosophy you have. So if you have a, and, and specifically, I think the whole not caring thing means not like not caring and being like upset, like like a like a somber not caring. It's more of like a, I'm here to fuck around and have fun. And if you have a problem with that and you want to like stare at me with like a, like throw shade at me and look angry at me, that's your fucking problem. And I don't care about that. I'm going to have fun anyway. So I think it's like, I don't care. I'm going to have fun here. And I don't need your attention. Yeah. Well, that's what I've been doing the last, like, two years. But And and the bouncers at this bar I go to, they all know me because I go there. And they're trying to get me laid. But they're, like, you know, just giving me the worst advice ever. And I told them, like, I just want to hang out. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. Like I just want to have fun. And they're like, "Come on, man, do this." And they're, they're, they're telling me, like I said, just say hi and all that shit. It doesn't work, you know. But uh, we get too deep into this. We get deeper as the show goes along. Uh, with me giving up mm-hmm. on sex. Uh, any questions, comments, topics? If you're a guy out there who's also giving up on sex, we'd love to hear from you. You don't have to be a guest on the show. But you can always email Brian dot l e m i n at gmail dot com. Or you can write a review on the iTunes or YouTube. And uh, any final thoughts, uh, Brian? Uh, Beeline? Um, I guess I'd just like to say that I would like to go out somewhere with you. I'd also like, if you do want to, um, if you do ever feel like getting back into it, uh, I'd like to watch and see you in action or be like a wingman if you decide to go into that. I, it just it fascinates me and Mostly what I hear about you is from your stories. Uh, but yes, if anybody wants to also, you know, like you said, tell us stories about their lives. I think you said that. Uh, yeah. Did you already give the email address? Yep. Okay, perfect. My dick is dead. All right. Huh. We'll see you guys on the next one. All right, so we can go to the... Can you keep going or are you... Yeah. All right, so this is get uh, screw boredom, get hobbies. All right, so welcome to episode two of the screw boredom, get hobbies podcast. I'm Josh Jack with B Line. That's me. His phone's going off because he's not bored ever. This guy, and I think on the first episode we were just talking about what kind of hobbies we like to do, and how can people get into hobbies. And uh wanted to do a follow-up episode of saying that I found a new hobby. Uh, it's it's uh, It hasn't took up a... Um, I have a lot of downtime now at my job. Uh, so what I do is I stare at the wall. <laughs> now, hear me out on this. This is actually a good exercise because when I stare at the wall, I 
I do not think of anything, but sometimes I do think of stuff. Like, I thought of a few jokes today because I was just staring at the wall, um, bored out of my mind, even though this, this show's about screwing boredom, screwing it. And when's the last time, this is my question for you to start the show, B, when's the last time you were, like, just so bored, you were, like, you know, you get so bored sometimes you feel depressed or you feel, like, empty inside, that oh, yeah. that's the first question and the, and the second question to answer that after that is and then what did you do to get out of that sure so um i all the time i'm like perpetually bored many times a day sometimes all day and boredom leads to depression and that sucks uh one of the things that i try to do to get out of it is uh, I have this Google Home at my house, and I'll just like play. It's a if you don't know, it's like a it's like the Amazon Alexa, and I'll put on a song that I really like. I like some corny shit like fucking Taylor Swift, "Look What You Made Me Do," and all this stuff. When I put on certain music, uh, certain songs, it kind of hijacks my uh, emotion of boredom at the time and like gets me hyped on something new. So that's one thing that gets me out of it. Uh, sometimes I'll force myself to do things that I know I like, say like video games or something, even if I'm not feeling at the time that I feel like doing it, I'll be like, I'm going to do this. Another thing that I do is uh, I like to do uh, try different things, but say for like 10 minutes at a time. So I'm like, I will try learning uh, a language or I will try learning how to code or I will just draw or something and I'm just going to do that for 10 minutes if it's uh, if I get bored again then fuck it uh, I'll give up but let me just take that 10 minutes to do this and I find that it's really helpful uh, what you were talking about with the staring at the wall thing it kind of sounds like maybe you've stumbled upon a form of meditation like you're like just focusing on something and then your brain is like being uh, uh, more. You said it leads you to have some like new ideas and stuff, right? Yeah, I guess that's my form of uh, meditation. It's kind of just like trying to concentrate on something, trying not to fall asleep. And, uh, you know, meditation is like that. Meditation looks like you're kind of falling asleep, but you're kind of going to a uh, place you still do you still do the meditation thing yeah um i kind of gave up for a while and then i had this uncle who does this like sells these uh, meditation bowls these tibetan singing bowls and he was over our house at my parents house for thanksgiving and he did like this demonstration there was like 14 of them or whatever and we all got in a room and he was just doing this and I was just like focusing on my breath, listening to this, and it really like got me um, into this like calm state, and uh, it got me thinking. Let me get back into this. And so sometimes, like I do, I use this um, this app on my phone called Habitify. It's like you keep. I'm a very analytical type person, uh, even though I suck at that. But I'll. I'll I pick like speaking of my 10 minute example, what I did was I decided 10 minutes a day, I'm just going to focus on my breath. And then as I 
keep track of it, I'm like, I'm doing this every day. I get this kind of like reward thing going in my head. I get, I like to see that like, okay, there's been like three days, five days, five consecutive days. I've been doing this. And even if I don't see uh, progress in the moment, it's more of a long-term thing. It's a very subtle thing. Uh, some days maybe call this being lazy and finding an excuse, but some days I've actually spent two hours just focusing on my breath and seeing where it goes. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like if your mind, if you want to think of your mind as like, like, like a, a knot, a bunch of knots tied up. I feel that it's kind of like slowly by focusing on your breath, you're untying the knots of your crazy mind. Uh, maybe I sound too hippy dippy and bullshitty, but I really do think there's some some massive benefits to it, and there's been scientific studies. Mm, now, I I catch myself breathing heavy. I always breathe heavy. Does uh, breathing exercises does that help breathe better? Like, is that what it does? Like, the, I I'm sorry. Can you heavy. say that again? Like, I said, do breathing exercises do they, does it help you breathe less heavier? Well, that's interesting. Do you know, like, when you're breathing heavy, is it a, is it a physical condition? Is it an anxiety, a build-up stress in your body? What do you? What does it seem like it is? I don't know, but like, when, even when I was a kid, like, if I would just sometimes I would just be out of breath and went up the stairs. I don't breathe through my nose as much as I should. I breathe through my mouth a lot. I heard that's bad for your heart. Um, hmm. Yeah, so I guess I need to breathe through my nose more. But uh, I was just wondering, like, if I breathe heavy. And I start doing breathing exercises. Like, would that help? Well, there's a shitload. So, so what I do is I don't, I don't try to control my breathing in any specific way. Uh, I just pay attention to it. I've heard that just by paying attention to your breathing when you're uh, going throughout your day, you might find that you naturally start to have a calmer breath, that it's not so... Uh, heavy, it, of course. If it's a medical condition, I can, you know, recommend maybe talking to a doctor. Uh, okay. Is it all the time? No, just certain times. Like I just catch myself, like even when I'm listening back to certain audio, like I'm just like breathing, like you're like pretty heavy, like like not like really fast, like I'm out of breath, just like 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 I sound like a fat slob, which I guess I am. Huh. I'm a chubby Maybe you guy. need a pop filter on your microphone. I do have a pop filter on my microphone. Oh. Um, and the other thing, there's also there's a, there's a ton of different breathing exercises, too. One of the things that somebody taught me was this other thing called uh, diaphragmatic breathing, where you're actually breathing. Most people breathe into their chest. It's called, like, military. One, one name for it is military breathing. And especially people in America, we're a very anxious culture and we tend to breathe into our chest. Whereas uh, the diaphragmatic breathing is breathing into the, the lower part, it, not quite your belly, although that might work too, but it's right below your chest area. And by practicing breathing into that area, it's supposed to calm you down. So I think that might also uh, might be a solution to that too. Now the downside is something that if you're if you're a very anxious person, you could also turn that exercise into something that makes you more stressed because you might be like, well, what the hell? I'm doing this. This isn't calming me, and that's a trap too. 
So you can't have too high of expectations with it. All right, so finally I just want to give uh, a couple points on how to, for people to get out of boredom. I feel like there's two yes, parts to this Yes, I hijacked show. it with my Eastern meditation agenda. That's fine. Uh, so there's, there's the uh, getting hobbies part and then how to not be bored. One, uh, one thing I like to do is I like to write people emails on Craigslist and people do the same thing to me. So I just respond to people's ads and it could be, you could call it trolling sometimes, but sometimes I just... I just write them to ask a question or, you know, somebody writes something like, hey, I want someone to watch me jerk off. I just write, that's cool. <laughs> you know, just kind of try to support them. And they don't write back, but they know in, in their hearts um, my spirit is there. Um, you know, also, I like Wait, to... so somebody will post and say, I want to jerk off and you'll message them and say, that's cool? Yeah. And then what kind of reaction do you get? In that I really, situation? I never get a response back because they're just looking for someone to watch them jerk off. <laughs> uh, also, another thing I like to do is I try to Google things that I think no one would ever Google, and it's always there. Like, I'll Google, like, um, you know, like, uh, pancake titties or something. And then, of course, <laughs> pancake titties would come up, or I, I Google all this stuff, you know. So mostly just waste of time. So I don't think people, most people are probably into the... The hobbies I'm into, you know. But listen, uh, just try to keep yourself busy out there. Try to do whatever your heart inspires. If you have any hobbies you want us to check out or try or you want to talk about, email brian.lemin at gmail.com or comment on the, the iTunes or write a review or something. Uh, do you have any final thoughts or anything you want to share? I mean, honestly, there's a lot I could say when it comes to hobbies, but if you want to keep this short, I understand. Um... Do you use Reddit? Uh, I have, yeah. If you um, go on Reddit, there's a reddit.com. There's a button at the top uh, that says random. And so uh, Reddit's a series for the listener. If you don't know, uh, it's a series of subreddits, they're called. They're basically like if, if there was a giant message board made of a bunch of smaller ones, if you hit the random button at the top of this of the the website it'll actually bring you to totally random subreddit so it's kind of like what you're talking about like googling things you've never uh, well in this case it is things that exist because they're there but anyway what i'm saying is you might discover a new hobby or something interesting that you could spend forever just reading about there's there's so many things on there there's shower thoughts there's uh furries if you're into that shit uh not that there's anything wrong with it. But yeah, that's it. That's that's something you could do as well. Alright, that's a lot of good stuff here. So once again, uh this is uh Screw Boredom Get Hobbies and we'll see you guys in the next one. Alright. Alright. Um, we got the uh, uh help yourself. Help yourself. Right. Okay. All right, so you want to start the intro? Sure. Welcome to Help Yourself. It is a podcast about helping yourself. Uh, this is B Lion, and the uh, co-host on this show is Josh Jack. Josh, do we have any particular topic we're going to focus on for this episode? Yeah, I just want to say first one. You said help yourself. It sounded like you were doing like a black dialect there. Like you were going to talk. Like it was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> you say help yourself. You said it like help really. Help uh, yourself. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think I automatically go into that. 
it's hard not to, but, um, yeah, actually the topic I want to talk about is, you know, about helping yourself is, you know, someone, I was, someone put a, a, a post out on Craigslist and it was about social anxiety. So I wanted to talk about social anxiety, if anybody has it, and being social. And, you know, I used to have, uh, I wouldn't say severe social anxiety. I never had a problem talking to people and stuff. But when I was 18 years old and I wanted to start approaching girls and meeting more people, I was pretty nervous. You know, I was a young guy, though. And uh, I would just be, I would shake sometimes and I would have sweaty palms and sweaty hands. And... For anybody that has social anxiety, I just want to say that you can help yourself. You can get out of it. Don't don't. It's a it's kind of like a paralyzed mindset that I can't talk to people. I can't you know uh, meet people. You can you can you can say hi. You don't have to you know jump in people's face. You don't have to jump out of a plane. You don't have to strap some guy to your back and jump out of a go parachute diving. You can you can say hi to people. And another thing you can do is. Is self amuse yourself, you know, try to make yourself laugh, try to make yourself smile. Uh, that's what I do, because uh, you know studies have shown if you make yourself smile a lot, then you get out of your social anxiety. But when you're just stiff and your jaw's like really stiff, then you got you kind of have a paralyzed um, body language and, and mindset to you. So, I guess my first question for you is. You a guy who suffered from certain anxieties. Have you ever been in a situation before where you felt like you had really bad social anxiety? Like maybe you're at a party, you're meeting some somebody's friends, or and uh, oh. situation like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, honestly, I'm I'm still horrible, um, and I sometimes I forget quite like how bad I am at it until I'm somewhere by myself. See, like, if I go somewhere with my girlfriend or with some people I already know pretty well, then I'm kind of insulated uh, with that group. But when I have to go out by myself and rely on my own social abilities, then it's a lot harder. And I get that paralysis, like that paralyzed feeling that you're talking about all the time. I'm like, what the fuck am I saying? I'm looking at the person's face thinking, what is this person thinking? Uh, and then it's kind of like, oh, like two seconds or three seconds has gone by and I'm not saying shit. Uh, it happens a lot when I'm at the, uh, at, at, like in a checkout line uh, and, I, and I get up to the cashier. I feel like this pressure to be talkative. Uh, but I don't say anything and, and I'm very... I'm trying to get better at this, but I've always been kind of shitty with like eye contact and looking at people. And I have a, somebody told me I have like resting bitch face, which, you know, I'm sure people are familiar. Basically, if you're if you're not if you're not saying anything, your face, some people's faces just kind of look angry. Um, and it kind of can like turn into that. If it, I don't know what what makes people like that, but. I'm I'm dealing with that, and then when I'm happy, when I'm just suddenly happy, randomly, then people are a lot more responsive, and then in those situations, it's a little easier. But yeah, if I'm sober and I'm just going through life, with people I don't know, it's it's really most of the time really horrible. Mm. Now, 
What about alcohol? Some people use alcohol as a crutch. Sometimes mm-hmm. alcohol helps people, and they can loosen up, and they lose their judgment, and then sometimes it doesn't. Well, what is your experience yes. as far as alcohol and being social? Oh. Does it help yes. you? Does it hurt um, you? Alcohol, yeah, and that's the one unfortunate thing about me not drinking anymore. I don't have that thing to fall back on, but alcohol, huge. It's it's like it's like for some people. God damn it! I'm getting another message here. Anyway, for some people, I think they truly don't have any social skills, and for other people, who I think it, I'm more so fall into this group. It's not that I don't have the abilities. It's that I'm so paralyzed to use that word again that I can't even think. So when I when I would drink, I would be like, kind of like what you're talking about with that whole amusing yourself. I'm willing to come across as a fool uh, and say stupid shit. And people seem to uh, respond to that better. And I feel, I think it's a lot about just feeling comfortable. That's what it is, really. For, for me, anyway, that's all it is. If you can feel comfortable, you can do a better job at it. Um, speaking of, like, I feel like a very paranoid person. I think that people are judging me, but when I can, if I can drink and let that go, then it's it's a lot easier. Yeah, and I've seen people go, like, go out, and, 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 and I would say that... Um from going to bars for like 10 years and stuff that you should learn how to try to be social without alcohol first. And I think that's very helpful because, you know, I, I've seen some guy, I noticed, I see this one guy, he's one of these pickup artist guys and he's one of the worst ones because he here have like five or six beers and he still won't do anything. And I'm like, if you're drinking five or six beers and getting wasted and you're still not talking to people, then that, that alcohol is not helping you. You know, it's like you, you still got to bring something out of you. Wow. Is this a guy you know? He's a guy that I kind of know. He's a judgmental fuck. Like, he's the type of guy, like, he'll tell you what to do, but he won't do it. You know, he'll tell you, oh, why don't you look at a girl and make eye contact? But he sits on his phone all night, and I even try to help him. Like, let me let me get your phone. I'll hold it for you so you can focus more. No, 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 don't. No, that's okay, you know. So he's one of these guys I don't hang out with because he's always just judgmental and shit, you know. And right. uh, I don't like hanging out with him just because he drinks and he doesn't do shit. And it's like I don't expect everyone to be a fun drunk, but I remember one. T- I remember this past a uh, few weeks ago, uh, about a month and a half ago, it was Halloween, and this guy uh, Will Fitz, he plays open mic Trump. He took me to this fake wrestling show. It's like mm-hmm. uh, where some comics dress up like fake wrestlers and everything. And he took me there, and I was I dressed in my white tuxedo jacket and outfit. And when I was walking <laughs> down, when I was walking down the street, um, there was these people that were drunk. They were just staring at me, and they wanted to say something. And I was just like, "Hey, you know, you guys are the most boring fucking drunks ever. Even when you guys drinking, your personality just sucks." And they didn't say any, they didn't say anything. And I was just really angry because I was just like, "Be a more fun drunk." You know, if you're going to judge people and stuff, at least be fun about it. There's nothing worse than when someone's drunk and they're just being judgmental, but not even in a fun way. I hate judgmental, unfunny fucks. So these people you were talking to, telling them they were boring drunks, were these comics or were these just people walking down the street? No, these were people. They were having like a little party outside, like their little house, their little apartment. And they were just, they were just looking at me. And uh, I just said that. And I felt proud of myself. I said it. I was just like, Go fuck yourselves. And they just looked at me like, whoa. 
Wait, were they being dicks to you, or were you just like no? But they were stare, they were staring at me. I could tell they wanted to say something, and I was just like, uh, if they would have said something like "Hey, nice outfit" or something, I probably would have said anything. Even if they were joking or being sarcastic, but it was the fact that I could tell they were just pussies. They wanted something to say, but they wouldn't say it. And I was just like, go fuck yourself. But anyways, don't be like me. Don't be a passive. Don't be a passive aggressive, unfriendly guy. For the people out there who have social anxiety. It's like you gotta, you gotta. Uh, I guess you can start by saying hi to people. Another trick I heard this guy say is pretty good is you can go to the bar, and you don't even have to get an alcohol beverage. You can get like a fucking pineapple juice or something, or a club soda, or whatever, and you can just cheers people. Every person walks by to say hey, cheers, or high five everybody. It, it, yeah, you can do that. You know that will you. You can't be that nervous, and that will really warm you up. So that's a good exercise, you know, to help you. Is that something you do or you've done? I've done it before, but not because I needed it. I did it just right. to kind of like, just get, just have fun. I just want to try it out, and it's pretty cool. You know, it gets bored after a little while, so you eventually, and then and it gets too crowded at the bar, and you got to move away. But for the first fifteen minutes, it can be pretty cool. So I got a question for you. So I know this this show is really for the listener, but I'm curious. In times that you've that we've been say to like open mics and stuff, have you ever noticed something about my personality and thought like? You're just making it like what? Why? Like, in other words, have you observed like clear behavior of mine that like is clear like bad social anxiety type behavior? Well, see, it's it's different. When I'm at a comedy open mic, I don't really observe people's behavior that much, right? You know, especially before a show. So if you were doing, if you if you were nervous or playing with your thumbs, I would just say, well, this guy, he's probably just nervous going on stage. I wouldn't think of you like that as a person interesting I would, I would just be like all right maybe he's just nervous going up or stuff like that so at a comedy open mic it's a little differently because i've been going to comedy open mics for over eight years now but in general like when i'm out in a bar you know you can read a room that's the thing about people realize is when you go out enough you can you can you can read a room just like anywhere else you can tell like who okay there's a big group of people but that guy and that girl you can tell their friends because they're their body language and over here, there's like three guys, but they're just not. Too, they, they look like they're nervous. They're you know jerk offs, and then you look over there, and you can tell this, and you can just read a room and just tell like where you want to be, where you want to go. So it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, you know, I would say healthy to try to, you know, learn how to read a room and try to build. They call it social intelligence in the pickup world, which means, you know, just just knowing what's going on. Like you see people arguing. And they look upset. If you go over, most likely they're going to take it out on you. You know they're having a bad, they're in a bad mood. You know it's rare they're going to be nice to you. So they're they're having a, you know, a deep moment or something. So is that know. something that's ever happened to you? Where you're like, yeah, hey, I, let I, me just talk to these people who are obviously arguing with one another. I did it. I did it many times. I, I remember I approached one girl that was crying with her friend and stuff, and I was still trying to get in her pants and stuff. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I asked her if I gave her a hug and everything, and it was pretty. It was pretty funny. And then another time, these two girls were obviously upset about something, and I started talking. I was like, "Excuse me, do you mind? We're having a deep conversation." And I said, "Oh, you're used to a fan of uh, liking it deep." And I put my hand down, like in my, like it was going down in my pants, and then it's looked away, like ugh. And uh, it made so, me how laugh. long did you? Uh, how long were you jerking off for then? Uh, well, fortunately, they turned away as soon as I was getting into it, so I guess... The, oh, the, good. 
That it doesn't count, guys, if the girl looks away. Louis C.K. is innocent. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have any final uh, thoughts for this topic of, of anxiety and such? Well, um, I guess one thought I have is I fucking I hope I figure this out uh, personally. As far as other people, I guess you know, just follow a lot of the things that you're saying. Uh, and do you think that being a good listener is an important part for you of? Uh, talking to people. Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm okay at listening. So I think we all have short attention span, especially this technology thing. Like I remember one time this meetup group. I think it was one of those pickup artist things. This guy was trying to help me, and I pulled my phone out because I got a text message. And he was like, "I was trying to help you, and you pulled your phone out." And he was like, "It kind of upset me," and I was like, "Oh." He was trying to help me, but I was like, I didn't realize that I was like, I was just trying to answer a text, but. You know, being a good listener. Do you think he was being a bit sensitive about it? Like sometimes you just gotta answer a fucking text message. Well, I thought that too, but these pickup guys, you know, they try to mess with your head. That's why I said I, I try to. I, I like going out by myself, but we'll save that for another episode. But we'll talk okay. more about being a good listener and all that other stuff with more episodes. With help yourself. This is yes. Email and if you're dot- listening, speaking of being a good listener, like subscribe, all that shit. Yep, and email brian.lemin lemon at gmail.com for any questions, topics, and such on iTunes or YouTube. And uh, more to come. All right, guys, take care. All right. Love All you. right, so TV and movie experts. All right. All right, welcome to another episode here of TV and movie experts. Two experts here. First one you're listening to is Josh Jack, and the other host is B. Lion. That's right, Josh. And so what are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about certain TV shows I'm, I'm into right now, maybe some you're into or such. You know, a lot of us are on YouTube. We don't really watch a lot of TV these days. But the only shows I watch on TV these days are uh, I watch uh, Shameless and Walking Dead. Those are two of my favorite shows. Walking Dead, you know, it's been on for a long time. It's pretty redundant. You know, it's these people. They're out in this world with these walkers. They call them zombies. They call zombies walkers. And, you know, they get into their self. You know, they, they always get themselves into trouble and all this stuff. It's, it's getting kind of redundant, but I'm still hanging in there. And Shameless is a really adult-rated Showtime series about a low suburban family. I believe it's, I think it's Chicago. And, uh... You know, there's lots of sex and violence and uh, just unrealistic uh, raunchiness. Uh, what kind of shows do you watch these days? I, I, do you still watch uh, South Park at Tosh.0? So one downside of me not having traditional uh, TV anymore is I, I miss out on a lot of good stuff. Uh, Tosh is a show that I, I always love watching. I do have, so I have, like, my parents, like, uh, we have the internet, so there's a lot of apps that let you log in with, like, your Verizon stuff, so I get to watch some of that, but a lot of times, like, what I've been watching lately, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, the new season, I've been enjoying that, um, my girlfriend's been watching a lot more TV than me, I hear Stranger Things is a great show, Mm-hmm. Uh, always mainly watched comedies, I guess, because uh, yeah. I'm dead inside and I don't want to access emotions. <laughs> uh, now let's TV... get into that. With we'll the cut you off real quick, sure. Um, what 
name a movie that made you like cry or made you like almost cry. Um, man, I'm trying to remember. Well, I'm not a bitch, so no. Uh, I think that maybe there was like this movie about. I didn't even watch the movie because it seemed too hard to watch. But it was about uh, some some cop killing this unarmed kid. And uh, my girlfriend started watching it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm out. I, I can't watch this shit. Mm. So it didn't get to the point where I would, like, start crying. Because I just, like, would not let myself go there. Uh, there was this... Uh, you know what was really upsetting was that, you know, Making a Murderer, that documentary? Yeah. I might have shed a few tears over that, uh, hearing about that innocent kid, the like sort of maybe autistic uh, nephew, forget what his name was, but uh, the fact that he's locked up and literally didn't didn't do anything and was manipulated by the cops, that was really upsetting. Yeah. That was a tough one. Yeah, I've I've been watching a lot of movies lately. Well, when I was a kid, I can't think of the last time I cried at a movie. You know what? I, I gotta say, this is a weird one. Uh, a movie that almost made me cry. This is like maybe four or five years ago. It was some stupid Adam Sandler movie. Uh, the remote one, where he has the remote and he can oh, go back in shit, time. Oh, shit, I know that movie. That and I think it movie. was sad because his dad was gonna die or something, and he was like holding his dad or something. That made me upset, but I was thinking, why am I almost crying at a fucking Adam Sandler movie? I thought this Jew was supposed to make me laugh. <laughs> but, um... I remember that was probably like the last one. That was like many years ago. And uh, when I was a kid, I cried at a few movies. I cried at fucking uh, the fucking this weird movie. I don't remember the name of it. I wish I'd had the name. It was like this movie, this guy, he had a genie. And uh, I don't know why. I forgot what happened in the movie. But he had like a genie or something. It, was, it wasn't supposed to be a sad movie. It was just Aladdin? like... Aladdin? No, no. It was like this weird comedy movie. This guy had a genie. And the genie falls in love with him. And then he mm. ends up with her and and then uh, I cried at, I told you, I cried at uh, Short Circuit with Johnny Five when the bad guys smashed him open. Uh, I, 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 I'm I trying to think of uh, movies that definitely made me uh, emotional. I, I, I cried when this wrestler, Owen Hart, died when I was a kid. Um, he was this Canadian wrestler and he fell to his death from a stupid stunt. Not on live TV before a show and that made me really uh, upset because I, I really thought wrestling was real, you know. Um, but he actually died. Yeah, he died because uh, he was he had this character uh, where he, he they they strap him to this harness above the ring, and I guess it wasn't secure, and he fell all the way down uh, to like the first of rows, and he like the time they got him to the ambulance, he was dead, and they just announced it on the pay per view, and all the wrestlers did a tribute to him, and they were all crying and stuff, and I just cried for days. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I think when I was younger, I watched um, was that new? Jurassic Park, and I don't remember if anybody, been, I know everybody's seen the movie, uh, something was happening, and my dad said when I, at the time, I was like crying, like, why are they doing that? Yeah. Why I, are I, you I, getting hurt or something? Yeah, I remember I saw um, this. I was real young. I saw this a documentary that made me cry as a kid. It was Chinese people ripping the skin off cats. Like they, shit. like they show it, like they like it was brutal because you figured they would just kill the cat. The cats are alive. They ripped the skin off these little kittens or cats, what? and what? then they fucking they they put them in boiling water, and the cats are still alive, and they're still bra- and they have no skin, and 
and it's it was just so mortifying. It was just like and angry. I was just like, we're like, you can't hate you can't hate Chinese people more than when you watch that documentary. It's just like, what the fuck, man? Like, like at least kill I don't know when they're pushy at the flea market. That's pretty upsetting. <laughs> like at least kill the fucking things first. It's like a fucking cat holocaust, you know? Damn. Yeah, I mean animals too. Like animals, like you ever see the, you ever see the baby seals thing where people people will put that on MySpace and Facebook. You know, like they want to show an example of why animal cruelty is bad, and you just see a guy clubbing the shit out of some baby seal, just clubbing yeah. the shit out of it, and you know, kicking cows and everything. That shit will make anybody cry. It's just so. Yeah, I can't up. watch that shit. Are you the type to like watch anything like beheading videos and stuff too? I've never seen a beheading video. I think someone posted a link once, and I wouldn't even click on it. I was like, I don't want to see that shit. I remember watching. Um, I think the CNN documentary Weed. Uh, there was this girl who had like really like bad seizures, and there's a chemical called CBD in uh, marijuana, and it's like one of the very few things in. It, in in this uh, in the world that like helped her, and then there was a scene. Uh, he was in a, a guy was in a crowd saying to Chris Christie, like, "Why are you gonna let my daughter die? Why won't you legalize this?" And that was that was pretty upsetting. I might have shed a tear to that. Yeah. Now, what about movies that have scared you? Have you ever been really scared? I've always avoided horror films. However, um, I went to see the movie It with my girlfriend. And uh, I was, like, getting kind of freaked out about shit. Um, whatever. And she's, like, laughing. She's like, what the hell's wrong with you? I watch horror films all the time. This isn't scary. Huh. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of something. Ah, man, I can't think. I really have avoided. I've avoided most things that could cause me to feel afraid, sad, or really anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the two things that scared me the most was I think the Freddy Krueger movie, or the the Nightmare on Elm Street. They really, I was like a little kid when that came out, and I I couldn't pee. Like my dad had to walk me to the bathroom. I thought Freddy Krueger was going to come out the bathroom and like oh, cut my dick off with his fucking hand and shit. Man, I was so fucking scared. Freddy Krueger <laughs> and I saw this this horror movie where they tell horror stories and like they act them out. And this guy was like hiding in this little girl's bed and he said. People can lick too, and and uh, she was scared or something. It was it was like a really creepy looking guy, and I, I had nightmares about it. It was scary as shit. Damn. So you watched a lot of horror films when you were a kid? Uh, I, I liked horror movies. There was like I said, we talked about this. I think on the last episode, they're be- they were better when I was younger. Now they're like not all bad, but there's some good ones. I'm pretty sure coming out, but most of them just take too long to get to the uh, action. Mm. Well. Let's uh, wrap this up. We'll be talking about more TV and film. Do you have anything uh, to add? Um, YouTube is the future of television. It's very true. We will watch a lot of YouTube. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics, or type of movie or films you want us to check out or talk about, email brian.lemon, L-E-M-I-N, at gmail.com, or write a review on YouTube or iTunes or something. And we're trying to get to you, so keep watching TV and film there, folks, because we'll be talking mm-hmm. about it. See ya. Yeah. Do you have time for one more? Sure. I've got time. Look, you're <laughs> the guy with the with the uh, regular job here. So. Yeah. 
Well, I just I could do... go all night working on this show. Yeah. So I let's do one more. Let's do crazy tech news, and and we hit all the topics tonight. So. Nice. All right. So welcome to another episode here of Crazy Tech News. Um, this is Josh Jack with B Lion. B Lion. And we're going to be talking about a bunch of the course technology topics for all you tech tech nerds out there. And let's not offend people. Call them nerds for being fans of technology. Tech heads, you know, stuff like that. Tech heads. Tech heads or uh, tech addicts, whatever people want to be called. Um, so uh, Google and Amazon uh, need to grow up and stop taking their feud out on their customers. Some guy wrote a review. An article about that. Do you feel that Google and Amazon have a feud and are taken out on their customers? Um, that's really interesting. I don't know how that applies to Google. Oh, okay. So is it if the, what they're saying is the feud? Are they saying the feud between Amazon and Google is punishing customers? Who yes. Like both of those things. Yeah, and a and a feud. Yeah, I think it's really stupid because. You know, if people aren't familiar, the, the, the idea is, you know, they're competing on services. So Google has YouTube Music and, or, uh, yeah, YouTube Music and Google Play Music. And Amazon has their Amazon Music. And I, even though I have an Amazon Music subscription, I can't get it on my Google uh, device, my uh, Google Home. Uh, it's really stupid. Uh, then again, this kind of technology thing has been happening forever. You know, you, there's a lot of uh, Apple stuff that you can't do on a PC and vice versa. It sucks. Um, it is kind of the marketplace. Uh, I know Amazon even won't sell certain Google products, I believe. I think it's shitty and I think it's punishing consumers. But I also, uh, I get why they're doing it. It's capitalism. It's trying to, you know, get people locked into your, they call it ecosystem. Um I don't know. What do you think about it? I think it's it sucks, but it's just all part of the game. Yeah, it says Amazon just responded to Google's decision to remove YouTube from all Fire TV products and the Echo Show. Google wow. set in a disappointing president by selectively blocking customer access to an open website. So. You know what? That actually does suck because, you know, the way that co companies should be doing things is adding value to their products, not taking shit away from the other people because once it gets into a war like that then it's like okay how can we fuck over people that don't get our product and i think that is kind of immature actually yeah that's pretty shitty and for those of you who want to see a cool visual like a, one of those gifs moving images um type in pole dancing robot and it shows a robot on a on like a stripper pole and it's like uh, moving its hips back and forth like you know like pretty weird it's fucking crazy interesting is that uh is it like google's android uh robot no i just it's just a poll i don't know where this is from some sort of convention or something did you get a little chub from it no i mean it, it's moving his hips very well i mean it's kind of hard to get aroused when you see like half an ass and half wires mm -hmm. but now what if they put that in a real doll oh man that, yeah. could, be, that could be different now i wanted to ask you i recently went to a self i told i think i Brought this up. I, I wanted to switch over to uh, a different carrier for my cell phone. Mm -hmm. And I think cell phone stores are just dicks. I think the employees, I mean, all they care about is selling phones. You know, like, when you, whenever I've asked them a problem, tell them about a problem, they always say, oh, just call 1-800-GO-FUCK-YOURSELF-CORPORATE uh, and they'll help you over mm -hmm. there. 
And when, when you want to switch over, there's always like, oh, we can't do it or something. But if you want to buy a phone or sell your phone, but I don't know. That's just me. I, I, hate, I hate going to cell phone stores. I hate it. Do you hate the, um, the fact that they can't help you or the fact that it's like also just like all the provider lock-ins, like it's hard to take your Sprint phone to T-Mobile? Yeah. And- I mean, it's not their fault the way it is, but he, so here's my situation. So I have a Galaxy J7 phone and I it was unlocked when I bought it and I took it. I, I wanted to stay with T-Mobile because I wanted to keep the same number so this guy told me about virgin mobile he said i only pay 40 dollars a month and i get all this data so i try to switch over to virgin mobile but virgin virgin mobile is only in canada the only way you get virgin mobile is if you buy a virgin mobile phone and i'm not buying another phone because i spent over 200 dollars for this phone so i went to boost mobile to try to switch over to them and like oh you can't do it with us blah, blah, blah. and then i took it over to uh metro pcs and they were able to do it because T-Mobile, I think, bought Metro PCS. So um, I'm paying $17 less a month, and my phone is exactly the same. Didn't lose any data or anything. Is it? I didn't have to back. I didn't have to update my contacts or anything. And it, I got five gigabytes of data. And I think before I had like two gigabytes of data. So. So how much is it now? How much is the bill? The bill's With 43 the now. 43. It used to be 60. Are you the type of person who will burn through data pretty quickly? No, I don't watch videos on my phone. I think the, I, I go on Tinder and Bumble, which are dating apps, just to look. I like to look. I don't really message girls on there. I get matched and stuff, but I, I just, just look. And I don't use Facebook anymore. And I don't watch YouTube because I'm, I watch my YouTube stuff at home. So I don't use data that much, no. But it was just the fact that it was just so, it was the money. I was paying so much, and I should have did this a year ago. Good. It's a good thing you did. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, it's real. It's a game. They try to do it. They're doing it on purpose. A lot of these cell phone companies, where they lock you into them, uh, being their provider, uh, you should be able to just buy a device that you like, and then, um, <clears throat> and then just uh, you know use it wherever. But it's not that simple uh, because they choose not to make it that simple. And then there's the whole CDMA versus GSM, like radio thing which actually like is a technical technical reason they can't do it uh i don't mean to yeah. bore you with the specifics but yeah, yeah so they're coming they're gonna have some sort of emoji karaoke or i guess you can have like what? a moving image and you can sing over it that looks pretty cool who's doing that let me see um but you i you use you use emojis don't you Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of the emojis. You know, I actually discovered using them. Uh, because oh, it's, like, oh, by the way, it's sorry to cut you off. It's from Apple, the iPhone X. Oh yes, the uh, an emojis. I was screwing around with that a little bit in the store. So if you go in your text app and maybe some other apps, because Apple has this real fancy new camera built into it, like a 3D mapping camera, they can map your face pretty accurately your facial movements onto these uh these emojis like dogs and uh smileys and stuff yeah it's a fun gimmick uh it's not a reason to spend a thousand dollars on a phone yeah so you're not going to get the new iphone i got i'm running pretty happily on my iphone se it uh it's got it's like the small screen tiny ass phone it actually fits 
It's the whole phone is smaller than the screen of my girlfriend's uh, LG phone. I don't have the money for fucking another phone for a while, so yeah, I'm most people stick don't. With this yeah. Well, that's it for the uh, tech news uh, story. I mean, what's it called? The <laughs> I totally forgot the fucking show already. Uh, it's called it's... Crazy Tech News. Yes, it's called Crazy Tech News. That's right. Um, so, yep, if anybody has any topics or anything interesting, any articles you want to send us, email brian.lemon, L-E-M-I-N, at gmail.com. Or you can always, uh, if you want to be a guest on this show and you want to nerd it up with us, hey, that's really cool, man. I don't know shit about this stuff. Educate me, you know? And uh, Net neutrality is very important. That's right. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Crazy Tech Stories.